That's anyway, fine, but yeah. <laughs> my inspiration for this week Anybody is every married? door. <laughs> no. Every that's petty. You probably are. She was your line ass. Uh every open door is not Come from good. <laughs> 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 this nigga come. Put your ring on. Just shut up. Sorry, I'll be back. YBO podcast. YBO. You're listening to Young Black and Opinionated. You are tuned in to YBO podcast. Hey, honest, y'all make me feel like I just want to say I want another invite. I feel like I'm a part of this podcast. <laughs> Young Black and Opinionated. As always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R A. Four Wise. We said all the time, but we talk about a lot of different shit. Take the one we said. I don't think nobody does it like this. And I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCram Lola. And it's your boy, Mwanjay. That's M W A N J E. Gun and Flubber. Wow. How do you do this with two girls? I'm like, you know. What? You probably be talking shit, too. I do you stop. What do you do all the time? I know. I'm like, you know what? They're my best friends. They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> What it do, family? Episode 225 of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Ladies, how y'all doing on today? Episode 225. Man. Oh. On today. On today. Um, On today. I am pleasantly, pleasantly well. How are you, Lassie? I thought you were going to say pleasantly. Uh, I'm not that great, but I'm not that bad either. So mm-hmm. I'm here. Is it even kill? <laughs> nah, not exactly even. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'm more bad than good, but I'm not in I'm not all bad. Off it's all good. Off kiltered. Off kiltered. Sometimes you gotta take the good with the bad, so let's leave it at that. Um Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And that's okay to feel that way. I see. I hope you feel better. I hope you feel balanced. That's the word. Balanced. Well, I mean, I think well, it's. it's I thought about it. I thought about it earlier, and I was like, "Have I ever? No, have ahead, I ever said that um, I didn't feel okay or good? And I probably not because I probably wasn't. I think any of my other moments where I like mentally needed a break, I probably texted mm-hmm. y'all before and was like, "Can we record tomorrow or something like that?" Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to do that today. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm here. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. I'm just. I'm in my feelings. Depression. Mm, it's growth. It's though, real. Right? Not being able to being able to acknowledge your feelings and being able to process the fact that you know what I'm not. I'm not. I'm not okay today. That's yeah. To say that. And being able to push and to push through, through, through it too. Push through. Is a big I, ooh, one. that's good right there. Push that the push through it part. Yeah. Um. It's like you push yeah, it through a door. That's, that's like somebody police got their little thing. Like, dude. <laughs> You're like, why'd yeah. you break in? <laughs> You're tired. You're dating the drug dealer, bitch. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. You sell drugs? Not the scenario. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm a Vec. You said Vec. I don't even know what I'm talking but about. My daddy funny. don't like me anymore. Grownish. <laughs> oh, I said that. Yeah, I'm not that funny anymore. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's the correlation I drew. I mean, uh, his one, I feel it. his little corny ass, but um, <laughs> facts. He was Boy, crying with his daddy. He's, uh, I'm, he's I'm cool, man. I'm mature. <laughs> Done. It, oh, I feel, I feel good, man. I, I know feel, what that I means. Feel good. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. Why are you give me a clap? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, well, since good. everybody's well and you know balanced, um, episode two twenty five. As always, I am the illustrious Reese Berry. That is Ira E E S E B E R A. Four Ys is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Mm, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> wrong button. It's the fact that I saw it on her face. I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B-A-Y-B-E-E, and on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. Mwanje? And it's your boy Mwanje. That's M-W-A-N-J-E. You can follow me on all social media platforms. That's Mwanje Ugandan for Leopard. Mm, I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Upright baseball. Like that bass. Anyway. So... Everybody kind of gave a brief introduction seconds ago, but tell everybody, could you please stop? Tell everybody <laughs> about your past week. How's, um, I don't like nobody telling what to do. How, of course you don't. How's everyone doing? How's, um, here we got the spirit fingers. How was your past week? Let's see. Um, <laughs> man. So this is my, uh, last week working at my set company <laughs> and it, feels great it feels awesome like i gotta uh let me, let me know let, this is how i know that they done with me um typically on thursdays we have like a training which i don't know why every thursday we have to have a training but uh we have a training and the dude hit me and he was like you don't have to come to this <laughs> oh that felt great to me i don't know why oh they always do that it's in my brain i'm like oh this is my last training you know this that and the other but he was why like you, you don't, go? You don't you you don't have to. I mean, I don't. Do, we don't do nothing. I don't have my camera on. I'd still be working on the side. Okay, but, I would hit them. Saying, I ain't um, going. <laughs> <laughs> so I have my um my my uh, last interview. Uh, what's it called? Exit interview on um on Monday at four. So it's uh yeah, it's it's getting real. It's getting real, man. And it feels great too. Uh, to really um just just be able to grow out of that like i said seven years seven years seven <laughs> years seven years means seven the number seven if you believe in numbers which you should do uh that means the year of completion so uh so i, I completed my journey at nbf i mean oops sad company <laughs> fuck it nbf <gasps> no i completed my journey there so uh-huh. um so yeah, it's I'm excited. I'm excited for this week, and then I have two days off, so I find something to do. I, I want to go somewhere and do something damn. without the pressures of knowing that I have damn, to work that damn, day damn, or the day after. Damn, so, where you think you gonna go? I have no idea. I have no idea. I've been looking online. I got a little voucher from um, the bus in the sky, Southwest, and uh, so I'm gonna use it before I lose it. Yeah, my little vouchers helped out last time when I was in Houston. I don't have that vouchers. It's been kind of, kind of, kind of sad. But I guess I had some money left over from something. I don't know. They came in handy though, even though they canceled my um, flight. As all these know. airlines is doing. So next story. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know why. Luckily, you know, because they don't have enough people. Um, sad. Yeah, X interviews always been stupid to me. I never, I never yeah, really, really got the per. Yeah. Why well, care I, now? Yeah, like I don't, cause I I really can't remember doing one besides when I was back home. But the other ones has been like you said, just like yeah, you don't really gotta. But you want it? No, no. Normally they give you an option, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, 
What's the purpose of me? Mm, I don't want to talk to you. Like. I never did. She was like the one who set it up. So yeah. that's interesting. And like I said, this is my first exit interview. I've had what maybe three, four jobs in my life. It's crazy to even say that. I've been thirty years on there, like three or four jobs. But shit, uh, ask somebody from the fifties. That's that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. You're right. You're right. They'll get on one job and still in there for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it should be it should be interesting because I have a uh, a slight relationship with the HR department. Um, so it's going to be very interesting this conversation. So stay tuned. <laughs> How about not? Just kidding. Uh, Lastly, what you got? Um, did I do this week? Um, same as every week. Prep plan. Be a stay at home girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute um, <laughs> mm, I went to stay fair I, like that. <laughs> I went to stay fair with my um, little brothers and my niece um, Thursday I mean Friday and then I went with my boyfriend yesterday pretty early um, hate that they changed stay fair hours um, because I would have rather gone at like 8 or 9 and kind of got out of there but as always food was great um, except my beignets they were disgusting. And oh, I yeah. feel like, how can you mess up being gays? Um, they fair? Yeah. Mm, interesting. I know. That's I just so I should have just got my fried Oreos. Should have evening? <laughs> yeah, them being gays was, they just not, was not hitting. And it's so funny. I don't know if you remember this, Reese. Um, obviously, this was before we started the pod. You remember the year we went to State Fair and we set off to the side and we started talking about podcasting? Yeah, that's what's crazy. I, I found that little spot and I showed McCoy and I was like, this is where it all happened. <laughs> that's what they say on the temptation. This is where it all began. <laughs> I just thought that's it was cute. funny. I was like, oh, that's super cute. Um, Damn, this little little area. Um, but um, yeah, I had a a decent week. I'm planning to go to Houston next week. I wish it was for better um i wish it was for like a better reason but um i mean hey things happen so i'm just happy that i can go and support my friends in their time of need not looking forward to the heat because it's been hot as hell in milwaukee and if it's hot here that means it's hotter in houston yeah i tweeted earlier there should be a crime how hot it was today i I try not to go outside during the day but when i do it's always a crime Somebody should get arrested for it. <laughs> but somebody, somebody, I don't know who. Sky Daddy, somebody. Say, put your hands behind your back, guy. This is a crime. <laughs> you know hey, you want cold? Do you uh, chill out? But um, so we freeze your last. We froze your last year. Yeah, he said we done knocked down the trees in Milwaukee. This plan, see, this plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, yeah. No. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> mm, I hate that. Right. Hey, right. I mean, you know, you bring the ass off. All right. I mean, it's the, it's, it's the back and forth. Um, my week was cool. I just been chilling. You know, I just been um, I don't know. Like I just I, every week I say it just it be strange every week. Like I don't know how to describe that feeling. But um, <laughs> I tried. To, I went to get my hair done by a new stylist. Um, only because um, my stylist was sick. Um and I was like, man, because I'm supposed to be going to um Michigan next week for my job, and I'm, I don't think I'm gonna go. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can't go with a nappy neck. So um, I found her on like Style Seat or something. She was cool. She was really really nice. She just put too much like she put spritz and shit in my hair. I'm like, oh, 
Myra don't don't do that. Because, like, I guess when she's, like, molding, like, the... Because she did, like, my waves, which is fine. But it was, like, she just put my... You know, you can smell spritz, too. You know what spritz smell like. It smell like 1999. Yeah. I was, like... Yeah. With Jimmy Fussin. I'm, like, wait a minute now. So, I'm, like, ah. I'm, like, no. Okay. And I'm, like, yeah. So, I had came home and combed the shit through and put some oil in. They're trying to break my hair. Myra going to be so disappointed in me. (laughs) Why your hair so hard? (laughs) Um, But she was really, really nice, though. She didn't... It was a good job she did. I liked the waves. I had to comb them through because they just sleep fucked up um other than that um i went to the movies today to see respect um okay. the movie with the uh, about uh, aretha franklin which was really good um i was laughing because uh jennifer hudson she <laughs> she <laughs> i'll talk about it i'm giving them my flowers this week so i'll talk about it later so i want to see that um yeah and other than that it's just been cool real 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 cool just catching up on some stuff and just doing some stuff so um yeah that's it um i want to um give a shout out to our top 10 listening cities because guys without you we are nothing uh number one is uh whoever's there thank you uh mayville wisconsin number two milwaukee wisconsin mic my mic down so i can see come here uh number three cypress texas number four chicago i'm doing that thing number four chicago illinois number five columbus ohio Number six, Houston, Texas. Number seven, Herndon, Virginia. Number eight, Ashburn, Virginia. Number nine, Amsterdam, Netherlands. And number 10, shout out to the Bronx, New York. Um, oh. Yeah, nice diversified Can't list there. <laughs> you said. Mm, I hate that. Nah, 50 Cent really ain't open this one. <laughs> um, uh, international um, countries, um, Indonesia. Please got Netherlands, Canada, Belgium, Russian Federation, Haiti, Germany, Spain, Brazil, and Turkey. So shout out you guys for um, listening and tuning in. Um, Wanye, is there anything you want to say to our listeners? Absolutely, absolutely. So for those that have not listened, uh, this is your first time. I say this every episode. And for those that do listen and have listened to us and actually have done what I said to do, I appreciate you. For those that haven't, though, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. But you have an opportunity to redeem yourself this week. So what I want you to do is text YBO 414-240-8398. I want you to text us because that is how we are growing our community. You have access to Young, Black, and Opinionated. Text YBO 414-240-8398. And if you don't want to do that, just simply go to YBOPod.com. That's YBOPOD.com. D as in Delta. Uh-oh. Dot com. And what I want you to do is once you get to that website, if you don't feel like texting us, just put your information on there and we will text you. How about that? All right. How about that? We'll text you. And then while you're there as well, too, go ahead and take our survey. Our survey is available. You can go to YBOPod.com backslash survey or you can go ahead on the tab and then click survey and take that survey. And last but not least. Definitely let us know about your size uh, in regards to merch. We have merch available and we want to give that merch out to you for a fee, of course. But I promise you it was high quality, really great. I watched it several times. And guess what? None of that. None of your little words and stuff get pricked off or nothing like that is really good. But wash your stuff in cold water too. It saves a lot of energy and electricity. But anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I know you're doing it already. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Pastor. Um, now, listeners, depending on how you do listen to us, um, as Moanjay said, I say this every week, uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Play, Stitcher, Speaker, Aha Radio, Spotify, wherever you can find a podcast, even those websites that just, sna- that just snatch our RSS feed um, and place them on our website. However, we do appreciate them too because we do get those listens that come through. Um, Now, make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend because that is how we as a podcast and as a community continue to grow. What going on? Man, there's so much going on right now. Whew, Jesus Christ. Um... All right, let's start here. Um, I guess you guys can tell me more, but I just put, I put this in here. They didn't even put this in here, but I want to put um, I want to talk about the Milwaukee storm um, and the power issues, uh, which was crazy to me because I seen. So let me just say, that. I was talking to my dad earlier that day because he's a truck driver, and he was like somewhere out in the outskirts. He's like, yeah, it's just like really windy or whatever, and I'm just like, like when I'm like, why? Like, what? he's like, because he kept saying I'm gonna pull over, and I usually talk to my dad. We could be on the phone for like an hour or whatever. And I'm like, why? He's like, yeah, it's just really windy. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm just going to stick it through. And then like, if you know truck drivers, like if they don't have anything in the trailer, if they're carrying the trailer, don't have anything in there, that motherfucker be like, yeah. so I'm like, are you carrying anything? He's like, no, but um, he's going to pull over. But then he kept saying he got closer to closer, to, closer and closer to his destination. So anyway, um, he made it. He called me back later. But after that, that's when I seen like, um, I think that night, because I think I went to sleep and I woke up and they was all on the internet, just like the power was out and it was just like, crazy throughout the day um so yeah i just wanted you guys input on uh what happened up there um this was like tuesday Mm -hmm. oh um i went to see my niece um because we get to see her tuesdays and fridays and um, i'm the weather always like i don't care if it's winter summer fall i'm always looking at the weather um so I saw that a storm was about to happen. Um, I didn't think nothing of it, though. Um, so we sit in the house and I'm just hearing stuff like tap against the windows or uh, just make noise. And I'm like, what the hell is going on out there? Um, so I look outside and the literally all the trees outside my mom's house was going in a different like they, the way they were blowing was just so crazy. So I'm like, OK. So my niece leaves at like 7.45-ish and it's about 7.20. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with this lady driving with my niece halfway across town. Um, It was just so much. Um, But she waited until, I mean, I won't say it calmed down, but it did kind of, it did kind of calm down by my mom's house and she was able to get to the car. Um, Personally, did not experience any loss of power but i did drive past several trees blown over or um, falling over um even my parking lot in my um, apartment there was trees and branches and all kind of stuff in our parking lot um yeah kind of crazy um i don't know moanje did you guys lose power at all no, I did not. Um, oh, I did not lose power. Um, and I, I, I did also go across the city as well too. And um, once the storm hit, I was pretty much in. I had the door open. The rain was going. Wind was blowing. Wind was very fine. Every time I listen, every time the storm, uh, storm comes, electrical storm come or or rain and whatever. Um, I just throw on some jazz, man, and just relax and listen to the rain and, and, and the lightning and the thunder and just chill. I just love. I don't. I don't know what it is. It just that feels like so laid back. Yeah, it, it, it I is. Don't love and then Jones we, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, what's the name? Secrets. 
in a uh, in a sentimental mood did come on as well because I do have that on my playlist. Uh, you want that little jazz playlist? Just hit me up. No, but uh, but yeah. So it, oh hater. Um, so I just you know it is. It relaxes me when I see the weather and it's warm like that. I don't get nervous or anything. It just really relaxes me because I'm like, you know, as the old folks say, you know, it's God, God's work, God is busy. You, you know, turn the lights off, chill for a little bit, and just and you know, ride the storm out. And that's exactly what I did and uh, worked out. I think we did have some more rain too the following day too. If I'm not mistaken, Lassie, is that correct? Did we have some more rain too? Um, it was supposed to storm again the next day. It did mm-hmm. not. Okay. I thought some more rain that came, but and if it did, yeah. it didn't. It didn't rain by my house. So yeah, so it, it probably wasn't that that much. But um, but though for those <laughs> that I know, I did know some people that were were out of power for like twenty four hours and they had to go to other people's homes and chill for a little bit until the power came back on. I did see the trucks the following morning, um, working trying to restore power. Actually, today, um, typically on Sundays, um, when we have in person church, I go pick up one of our members. And uh, I drove past his neighborhood. It was so many tree limbs on the on the street that still weren't picked up. And then also I uh, turned the corner and I'll send you out this picture. I think I might have already, but <laughs> I turned the corner and um, just ground. The ground is just up, just out. The, yeah. I mean, the trees is it's, it's wild. It's crazy. Uh, I guess I can put it on our um, YBO chat here. And I'll send it. Yeah, to you can post too. mine too um, that I sent in the group chat. That was right across the street from my mom's house. And they were out there still trying to get that tree. It didn't impact their house. It was on their lawn, but like it didn't mess up their house. And I was just like, "Can y'all just go in the house? Like this is not safe. It's not safe. Yeah. I understand, but it just it just wasn't safe for them to just be, you know, out there trying to move that tree." In my opinion, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I I'm seen um, I seen a lot of people actually didn't have power for like two days. Some girl um, yeah. that I see on yeah. Twitter, she it seemed like she was out for two three days. So I know it depends on what area you were in. Um, I think uh-huh. my mom and them lost power for a minute. Um, but yeah, I did see like some of those, like I saw like the U.S. bank sign or I think Capitol was like, or North Avenue, whatever yeah. it was like tilted. And then like some of those like a hundred year old trees were like uprooted from the ground. It was just like, and I was talking to some older people. They're like, I ain't yeah. seen no shit like this in all my time living here from mm-hmm. the South. So I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy just to see. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like a tornado hit that hole because ain't no way like that's what somebody else said. Because for me, it's like to know. And I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, when, when I lived there, like especially being a kid, you see, you watch the news, you be like, you know, tornado watch for Dodge County. Usually, that should be happening up there and other places. You be like, all right, yeah. cool, I'ma chill out, cool, you know, a little rain, go sleep. But like when I seen some of that shit, I'm like, nah, bro, ain't ain't no way, a little twist or something, because there's no way. There's a lot of trees that were uprooted, so um, cars were smashed, shit like that. It was just wild. So. Um, I hope everybody that um, endured that is safe um, and came out of it safe, I should say. Um, but, yeah, just to know that they had to really replace those power lines is real trash, too. So um, that's a lot of yeah. work. Like, I can see, just see, like, the power yeah. is out because maybe some shit froze and you got to unthaw that bitch. But the fucking line is broke because the tree fell in that hole. Like, that's just, like, actual work yeah. that you got to, like, put in yeah. to yep. redo. Yep. So. Right, you know, so some of these new engineers on this planet, like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. So they're not connected, talking ass. But, um, however, before I do get to my next subject here, I do want to go back to last week and just kind of, um, I guess, fix the story that we talked about with the the guys in the car accident. Um, so I guess as time went on, we did learn that the two young men that were in like the Chevy Cobalt, they were actually just turning a corner, they weren't racing, so they weren't a part of the problem. So it's unfortunate that they were 22 years old, both of them, and they lost their lives. Uh, by two grown men. I think one was 30 and one was one is, I should say 30 and one is 37 and they both survived. 
Um, and I think they are in police custody. I think one of them was like severely injured or something like that. Um, but yeah, the two young men lost their lives. Unfortunately, um, probably so much to, to do at 22. I can only imagine me 22 and looking at my life now, all the shit that I did in between then and now is like to know that as a, you know, 29 year old woman to know that they're going to miss yeah. it on whatever they plan to do. It's just, whatever. it's sad to see. And I'm on, I'm, I'm 29. So it's like between 29 and 39, right. what do you, you know what I'm saying? So it's just so much life that it's sad. And they got family and friends and shit. And just to see, cause I seen somebody, um, I think in Houston or Dallas, I was watching a story and they shared that video. And I'm like, is that the shit from, and they're like, yeah, people need to slow down. I'm like, that shit went viral. And it's unfortunately wow. really sad. So I was like, dang, from Milwaukee, like, how the fuck? And I don't know what, I didn't click on what page yeah. they got it from, but I just, I'm like, whoa, because I didn't want to see that shit again. But yeah, I just no, wanted I to fix that. I record my death. And, oh, um, Lord. I, please, Lord. Oh. And um, rest in peace to those young men. I just wanted to fix that. Yeah. Um. All right. On a lighter, but yeah, fighting down. note. Um. I want to talk about the Untold. Uh, so it's a series on Netflix called Untold. Um, and they're going to be kind of um, talking about, I guess, different boxing and different type of sports incidents or whatever, anything like that happening. So they started with the Malice in the Palace, um, mm. which was... Um, I'm I laughing because I'm no petty. Um, it was um, <laughs> the way he was turning back to the camera. <laughs> Hey Jack. Hey Jack. Let me stop. I'm talking okay. about it's the last time. It's my last time talking about it. <laughs> like, what if I ask you tomorrow? You're gonna bring it up. Shut up. But um, no. So basically, it was a brawl that happened in um Detroit, Michigan, um, in the D- Detroit Pistons' old uh, basketball arena, which was the Palace of Auburn Hills, which is now tore down and gone, just like the Bradley Center. Um, but yeah, it happened on November 19, 2004. Um, at this point, that's to think about that being 17 years ago is crazy. Um, but yeah, just a fight that, you know, I, I, we were kids. So I, you obviously for me, I was like, mm-hmm. I know about it. Mm-hmm. You feel like, you know, the story, but for me, the documentary did kind of break down each piece. And of course they got to break down each person, their little personal lives and how we got to the team being put together and shit like that. Um, so I thought that part was cool, but yeah, no, it's just, um, the, the real story behind like how this brawl broke out, because for me as an observer, as somebody that really didn't do too much research or really care besides all oh, they was fighting as a kid too, um, I'm just thinking that's just what happened. But then to yeah. know um, that there were pieces that made this thing, what they say, move this engine go. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, fuck John Green. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, any thoughts, Marjorie? I know you watched it. Um, I don't want to yeah, really um, add too much in there besides, well, I'll say some more after you kind of say what you want to say. But as far as what I saw. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I watched it Friday, um, knowing this was gonna we was gonna talk about it today. And um it was really good. Like you said, I remember vividly going in my grandparents' room and they were watching it on the TV and my grandfather my grandfather said, and not not to knock him because he was just watching it too, but he was like, Man, these niggas going these niggas acting a fool. And um and like you said, that's all you saw. You actually because the he we were they he was actually watching the game. Or it could have been, I could have been wrong. It could be news clippings. But uh, I remember going in that room. It was dark. It was late at night. And walking in there and looking on the TV and I saw it. And uh, like I said, we were young. So I don't I don't remember exactly what, you know, doing any research or anything like that. But, um, yeah, this documentary was great. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal's uh, production company uh, uh, did this. And he shopped, he shopped it around for a long time. And he, I believe he said Netflix wanted to finally picked it up. And, um yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's different angles, different stories. I mean, you got some the 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 guy that got punched on the um the court. He was on there. I forgot his name. Um, his elbow head it, ass. 
Yeah, he uh, he was like, I, I just felt like, you know, and, but what really stood out for me was the media at that time, and this is why I wanted, I want to get in media um, to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The way they were calling them thugs, oh man, it, it really pissed me off. Um, to that, there was no, there was no narrative, no, no interviews from the players. There was no type of. Uh, journalistic integrity. They just called them thugs and everybody picked it up and they only just well, played one aspect of the clips. Well, see, for me, I guess that was a given, right? I expect that from the media in general, especially about True. basketball players and when there's black people mm -hmm. involved with maybe a couple of sprinkle white people and some others. And yeah. and I say that because that's how they look at it when I say others. Because um, I think the other guy was, he looked like he was Latina or somewhere. He could have been like a other type of white, I don't know. But anyway, um, or Latino because he was a guy, excuse me. I used the O. But um, I guess the thing that took me out, <laughs> um, it wasn't really just the journalistic aspect of it, because I get it. They're going to call them thugs. They do that today. And I know that with Allen Iverson, it was a whole thing. Um, but it was the, I guess, the, the criminal aspect of it, which yeah. was so interesting, because like they say, you don't you never you don't hear about that part. You don't hear about nope. Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Stephen A. Jackson, all them being in court and Stephen A. Like, I don't get no fuck. I was down for my people. And I'm like, he funny as fuck. But like, so. For those who didn't watch, you know, it's when people bring up shit about this. There's a documentary you, you can go read about it. But the, I guess the part that tripped me out was okay, you know, them putting together basically, like I said, how and I, I guess for me, I didn't even realize Reggie Miller played that long because I'm like, I remember him, years, of right? course. I mean, I know he played long, but just I guess for me in the realm of being with those air quotes new players at the time, like when yeah, you go from yeah, 2000 yeah. to Ford, I'm like, I forgot that he was still with the Pacers. Like I'm yeah. thinking he done with you know 99 or something like. In, in that aspect of just really thinking about it that way like Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller um, but he was so like drawn out of it for me all I remember and this is why I like stand up comedy I remember Cedric the Entertainer talked about it in his Taking You Higher stand up from like 07 and he was just like talking about Stephen A. Jackson was caught like a deer in the headlights and he said he just and, and it's crazy because when you hear people describe it and make him they were wrong, but to me, I was like, fuck them fans. I don't give no fuck. But, like, he was just like, yeah, you know, we saw him go up in the stands and punch dude in the face. And he just, like, he made it seem like he had no reason. He was like, he just went up there and was like, pink. And he was like, we, he act like he didn't do nothing. He was like, we saw you, dog. So I'm thinking, like, he just went in the stand and would just start murking motherfuckers. But when I watched this, I'm like, oh, there really is an aspect that's really not told. So... Like I said, they just bring up each player and how they basically built that Pacers team, which was very competitive at the time. Um, talked about how they could actually beat Detroit the year before to go to the finals in which Detroit beat um, the Lakers and got that championship in 04. Um, and then coming back around to the next season, I guess they were playing and then I guess they was whooping the Pistons ass. So it was a very intense game. Um, so I forget his name. One of the players in which, I mean, you can argue some people blame him. One of the players on the Pacers told Ron Artest, which is now a middle world piece. So if you change his name again, I don't know. <laughs> but Ron, we're going to oh. go with Ron Artest today. He told Ron Artest, like, you can get your lick back. So mm -hmm. I'm, and he's mentioning, like, you know, it's because of the game was so intense. Like, wow, you know, yeah. the game is going to be over. You know, follow that nigga hard, basically. So so then, um, uh, what's his name? Ben Wallace goes up for a shot, whatever, rebound, whatever happened. And he fouls the fuck out of him. So Ben Wallace, you know, Ben Wallace was that big fro back then. So, of course, they're going to attach that to and Thug his, to me. His brother just died, um, I believe. He found out. It on a <laughs> I don't know if he found out about his brother died or he knew that his brother died maybe the day before or something like that. Yeah, but well, yeah. he filed him and then he um he went off because 
pissed. To me, outside of that, that foul was just like, it was just like yeah, very flagrant. Like, it would yeah. not fly in today's NBA at all. It's no. so soft today. But um, yeah, so he they started doing a little shoving match. And with something, somebody made an interesting point. They were like, you know, we're, we're really friends. Like, all of us is real cool off the court. Yeah. So like, to the media and to the fans, it looked really bad. But we just really intense in the moment. I'm like, that's really crazy when you think about y'all being cool. But motherfucker, you pissed me off today. So, like, they were shoving and shit, and then I think they said Ben Wallace started throwing shit when they moved him. So then the fans, of course, they talk about how when, you, when you're high energy, and I guess as a fan, you can see that, too, because, like, when your player, like, when I'm thinking about the Bucks game in the finals, like, when your player be like, they fouled me, you be like, that was a foul, bitch. Like, you be, right, like, yeah. you be so into it. Uh-uh, run it back. Like, no matter what happened, even if you, they say he traveled. No, he didn't. The motherfucker clearly traveled. So you be like, really, whatever they say goes, right. your team. So I understand that energy. So they were saying that about the crowd. And which goes into what we talked about weeks ago, like um, Kyrie and all this other shit, the fans and Russell Wilson, not Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook um, arguing <laughs> with fans and shit for throwing stuff. Like the fans have no, there's no, um, there's no uh, boundaries in regards yeah. to what fans do. Um, and now when you watch this shit, I'll, I'll, some of them motherfuckers should have definitely been charged and, and banned forever, not for weeks, but forever. Um, so yeah, so that that's basically what happened. And then uh, Ron Artest, which is, um, it's interesting. He talked about, I guess his, depression and like his mental health journey i should say um so he was saying like <laughs> he went and laid on the scores table and a lot of players is like this is kind of odd when they you know mm-hmm. looking back but he was like i learned like a mechanism in therapy like you know before you react basically you count so he's like yeah. people don't know but i'm literally on the cable and on the table count like you know <laughs> he's like as i'm just sitting there calming myself down somebody throws mm-hmm. something from the stand that's where it all happened so yeah. he gets up and you know starts murking the nigga <laughs> and then that just goes from there to this brawl and like i think moanjay put in the group chat like where's the police like there was like no poli- you you had people no, on tv right. calling like they fight <laughs> they fighting <at> <laughs> Like Where? I the was, players? I was laughing so hard. She's like, "Can what y'all can like imagine being at home? Like, anybody? Okay, let me. Maybe I should call. Like, <laughs> like, let me help out, please. Like, huh? they fight. Like, they <laughs> help, help them. I was cracking up like dog. Like, there I was really how many police calls there were. That day. Had, like, there was. It's crazy because like, real. It was so dirty. Just when you see like shit flying and them walking out it drinks, was it was just wild. nasty. When I seen it, I can it. imagine having my child there and then. <laughs> Like having to get them out, like we gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers pouring whole cups of get out of here. You know, players being covered like a blanket. You know, remember blanket uh, Michael Jackson baby? He was being covered like Paris and blanket. They were, bro. I'm like, God damn, bro. It was terrible. terrible. Popcorn being thrown. Yes, bro. So like, imagine somebody uh, drinking a half a sprite and then spraying, put it on. Ugh, like that's just disgusting to me. So popcorn. I'm going to let y'all watch it if you have them, but just to kind of fast forward through it, it goes to each player's recollection of what happened, the court cases, because like I said before, these people went to court, like, and I felt yeah. bad for, like they said, to Jermaine O'Neal, because I forgot that he was really good, and I know he, he went to the, good. I think he went to the Lakers or something at one point, and he just kind of fell off, Golden so State he didn't really too, get to, yeah. Golden State, but yeah, he didn't really get to, um, you know, prosper more after that, versus like Ron yeah. Artez mentioned, he went to the Lakers, and all that stuff, won a championship, so he felt like he, you know, left them hanging or whatever, so stuff like that, and then, um, Oh, yeah, the criminal aspect. So comes to find out, Ron Artest, like I said, he got up and went up there, punched the shit out of the dude. He punched the wrong dude. Yeah, he punched the <laughs> wrong so the dude. man, so they ran the tape back. The man actually threw it. Um, and when I say they ran the tape back, they, the tape of Ron Artest getting up, the person that actually threw it was sitting next to the man that he hit. So he like trying to be like, hey, get up, like still doing. I'm like, oh my God. and then so they, I guess one of the owners or somebody, like the somebody, the police officer was like, 
as I was running the tape back, like I figured out who it was. It was just like a weird connection on how he knew the dude was. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, the, uh, that's the, so interesting. The guy that was actually doing the investigation. Yeah, but I think I'm he like, said something about his, his somebody, somebody neighbor or some shit. In yeah, him, neighbors. It was yeah, just strange, something. like how the connect, whatever the connection was, it was just weird. I'm like, okay, interesting. How you just randomly like knew that it was just him out of thousands of people in it. I don't know. It was strange to me. Was, so anyway, yeah, they yeah. they show the cameras outside the dude house. You hey, you want to talk? Like you want to do an interview? Get off <laughs> my, my property, property, bitch! Like <laughs> the dog barking. I, right. <laughs> so then the part that I didn't like too is just like um, not like that though. He was um doing an interview and then he key keying and shit. Like they was like, yeah. you know, do you think um you were wrong? You know, he's like he's like for you know letting you know run our test hit your friend or the guy next to you. He's like, I'm just glad he didn't hit me. <laughs> I'm like, right, it was terrible. <laughs> it was it was so bad, like so bad. Yeah, it was. Very yeah, bad. it was just like oh, it was like that like, white privilege shit. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, I have to say. So when y'all first started having this conversation, I was like, what the hell is they talking about? I've heard of the the documentary documentary that y'all talking about. But let me tell y'all why I was thrown off and why I did not watch it. Um, somebody on my Facebook friends list posted about it. And some mm. I was like, okay, I don't know what they're talking about. So I went to the comments and somebody commented and said, have you seen Queen yet? And they were like, Queen, I'm not sure what that is. I thought, it, I thought this whole Malice in the Palace thing had something to do <laughs> with... What's going on over? Okay, it's a very slow moment, but in my defense, blame the person whose status it was. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was. But it was, y'all, you start saying basketball names and shit. I'm like, oh shit, this was some basketball shit that I could have yeah. watched. Yeah, it's, it's completely different. Cause, you know, I wouldn't watch no shit like that. So <laughs> I know that's why I was like, I was like, I was like Reese, <laughs> I didn't know they was that interested in that kind of shit, but okay. It's a no for me. <laughs> what, is, but, what is Queen? What is that? <laughs> We're not even going to go there. But, that, um, it's something that would be what? on Bravo? Is that something no, that would be on Bravo? Never, because I, no, I would watch No, Queen on is Bravo. on Netflix or Hulu 1 to 2. I don't know. It's yeah, another or, show about- Is that about, part of the LGBTQ? No, it's, they're what talking about- um, Oh, I'm just confused. I don't know what the show's about. She just said uh, Queen Palace, like Queen Malice in the Palace, Queen. Oh, like, come on now, like you need more than that. Yeah, get it together. Just come on now, her home. Is that something I want to watch? Is that something I should watch? I don't know. We can Google it later. You care but, about um, the the scandals in in England? Yeah, sure. Oh no, I don't care. <laughs> but, um, I don't care about Parliament. Move right along. But yeah, no. So that that's pretty much the gist of it. It was just crazy just to see like kind of what happened and just like I said, the actual recollection from the players and like Andre said, just the media aspect of it. I was looking at um. When they had David Stern, who was the Denise old Smith. commissioner of the NBA for years. Oh, yeah. Um, and they were just talking about how, like, you know, they didn't want to, like, they wanted to blame the players to make the, to not piss the fans off and other people and certain, mm-hmm. um, certain generations and certain type of people. Um, so it was all on the players. No, nobody else was really blamed. And, they, you know, they got suspended for this, this amount of time, that amount of time. And. I think uh, Ron tested out the rest of the year or something like that. So suspensions and, you know, court cases. And then that's what they mentioned, too. Like, um, they never even said nothing about, like, all their cases were damn near dismissed. Like, and I'm like, wow, that's a good point. Like, you don't really hear, like you said, about that part. You hear about them being thugs, but you don't hear about the judge being like, yeah, y'all ain't really wrong. Because <laughs> I'm oh. beating your And it, for me, just like I said, seeing it, because I tweeted it, I was like, yeah, one of the fans would have really got their ass whooped. I'm sorry. I'd have been out there swinging like because there's no way. It was just disrespectful as fuck. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, sorry. I'm with it y'all. Was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, very disrespectful. disrespectful. It was, I mean, think about imagine paying $10, $12, $20 for popcorn and then you end up just throwing it on the players. And because you feel like 
You know what I'm saying? You you and, and it could have been a mentality too that because of course the pitching players didn't get nothing thrown on them. You know it was the it was the players that were in the um right. in the stands or all the uh all the Indiana Pacers players. But imagine you you imagine <laughs> you just throwing popcorn on people. You'll have drunken Mountain Dew. Have it's it's just wild to me. I just don't understand that. And like you said, back to what you were saying too about the players. Um, a lot of them was getting dismissed. Now Ron Artest as a teammate would have been pissing me off. And I understand now looking back, they're like, okay, well, yeah, you know, it, was, it was you know we didn't know about mental health back then, and you know we knew that he had a psychiatrist or a therapist on the road with him. But you know, of course, everybody's like you know kind of like Mike Johnson age. I'm like, uh, something ain't right with him. He's a little different. But um, but like when. I, Stack talked about it in uh, all of the smoke with Jermaine O'Neal because Jermaine they kind of gave a little bit more insight on it as well too. Uh, but there was this one scene, not scene, but there was this one incident where they were all at arbitration and Ron Artest was just like not paying attention and Jermaine O'Neal was trying to get them off or get them, you know, get them back some um, some games, whatever. And he he was just saying like y'all y'all look at hockey, hockey they fight all the time and get praised yeah, for it, that. you know, this that and the other. And he was like, how does my kids look at me? My kids look at me like I'm. Like I'm a thug or you know mm-hmm. something like that. Like this is affecting my family, and everybody in the courtroom was just stunned. And then uh, Ron Artest not paying attention, talking and stuff. He slid a note over to uh, Stack Stephen Jackson, <laughs> and Stephen he was he was looking at Ron like, "Fam, like like dude, we finna get off. Like what are you doing?" And then he said, like, "I barely wanted to open the note up." He opened the note up, and the note said, <laughs> "It said, uh, did you really punch that guy?" <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what he said, like, I would have bought that paper and threw it at him. But what he like, did say that do, he why did. Why would you say that though? I guess for me, because I remember when he did his all the smoke thing too, and it was just like understanding like his his mental health journey is like really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, just to understand huge. like what he really was like. I guess for me, like I said. I didn't really pay attention to him laying on the scores table, but just watching it, I remember him like, you know, as a kid, but I didn't think nothing of it. But now if I was, you know, at my age, seeing him just later, I would have been like, what the fuck he doing? What is he doing? But to really know that, like, and especially because mental health is really big now as a whole with society today and with black people too, to know that he was like, I'm literally counting down in my head trying to use some shit my therapist told me. And I'm like, that's crazy just to know, like, and I guess for me, all in all, it was like, everybody go through certain things, they go through their own processes, and they go through, um, it's it's all a journey, so, um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Don't don't be counting down nothing, though, you started it, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, you punched, you 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 elbowed me in the chest, but I'm saying, though, like, all of it, he, there was a, the reason why he went over to the court, I said, don't be counting down. I said, I understand why he was counting down because he had to control himself. But he started the whole issue in the, in the first place of why they had to why he had to move out the way because they were fighting. He he was fighting Ben Wallace and Ben Wallace was throwing. You but know, like Reggie the, Miller said, you know how many NBA players get into it and call it a day. <laughs> so that's the point. No, no, but my thing is, that's true. my thing is that's to me that's fine, right? It may have got extra heated, especially because of the year that we had before. But if I'm mm-hmm. laying there and you you guys know that I have an issue outside of like you don't really know what's going on, but you know that I'm traveling with a therapist or whatever. My thing is, I'm counting down to calm myself down. Outside of the shit that true. happened before, fine. To me, the countdown I got shit to do with. It. He's just saying he calming himself down. Then the fan threw the shit. That's not my problem. You getting your ass marked. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking. I'm sorry. But the fan, the fan throwing sorry. the thing, that's fine. That that I'm I mean that, that you going in the stands. I don't. I can't even sit there and blame them for that. I'm sorry. But the whole thing is like he calming himself down because this whole fight is is going on, and he this nigga started the fight. Like this. I don't but what's wrong with that? He's trying to. It's nothing wrong with that. But, but I, I, don't I, get I would your be. Point. I would be pissed. I would be pissed too. <laughs> 
it's it's just I don't it's like I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't Because this is my I thing. I think everybody's understanding uh-huh. that it's his fault because like right. of what happened. But my thing is like Reggie Miller said and we see motherfuckers getting into shoving matches all the time. Like it is what it is. Then like somebody else I don't think it was Reggie Miller, but one of them I think Jermaine O'Neill or I think it was Stack said, We're really like friends outside of this shit. Right. Like we're right. really like True. like we just I think Ron Artest said it, like we were actually real cool. Like the fans don't I guess they don't really think that because of the arch rival shit but it's like we real cool like i'm actually cool with Ben. <laughs> i'm like oh okay. think, uh, think about two kids fighting right you, the the one kid not i want to say bad kids because you know i now i'm be a teacher i can't say kids are bad but like the one kid that's the troublemaker <laughs> get into a fight with somebody and really did nothing wrong and then you breaking up the fight and this other kid is going over like trying to calm himself down like he like he was the one that that got bullied if you will that's what it's that's what it felt like to me when I saw him at the score table, I understand that he did what he needed to do, but he it's like he ramped himself up, did this fight because the guy, like you said, the, the, his teammate geeked him up to do the foul. I guess not, that's it was, uh, I guess unnecessary foul. When I got there, I was past that part. I guess for me, it was like okay, we we're fighting, right? We 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 got a little scuffle, mm. we arguing, and we at mm. this point we're move, we're separated, right? I think, and then somebody mentioned like obviously he's mad, but I guess you could yeah. say the same thing about Ben Wallace. Like he started, he kept throwing yeah. shit, like he kept doing stuff. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, but yeah. you could calm down too. It's, he's rightfully so though. But he was but right but to my, do but, that. but they were done fighting. But you could say the same thing about Ron Artest, which is why it got crazy. The motherfucker threw something at him, so he got his ass murked. I mean, you can't tell me how to react, shit. But you can't start nothing and then, then and tell me how to but react. But it happens in the NBA all the time. <laughs> I understand My thing that. is as a basketball player, motherfuckers used to do crazy. What's the motherfuckers used to do shit like, we used to hoop, they'll, they'll step on your shoe. So like when you, you know, they you check the ball in or something, you ready, you got your angles right, you like, mm-hmm. pass me the ball. So when you yeah. run, you you trip or some shit because they'll do shit. Bitches do crazy, grab your shorts. So it's tons of shit that people do to piss you off and you get into a little scuffle. I mean, whatever. If he followed him hard, he got whatever. I mean, not to say it was right, but part of the game. Y'all fighting and went a little far or whatever. I understand. I'm past that, that don't part. Go, don't try to go. Don't try but to my go thing is, why can I calm down. My, but why can't I calm myself down? <laughs> what? It just don't make sense to me. <laughs> don't try to calm I don't, down. I see you ramped up to do something wrong. Like, don't do it. Okay. Okay, I'm, just, I'm gonna let you I, have I, that because it's stupid. That, that pissed me off. That I'm not me saying off. he wrong, but <laughs> but my thing is, why wouldn't I not calm myself down? It just don't make sense to me. Like, and I'm and I'm not, and I'm literally, I'm I over here on the that. table laying down. One, two. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. It ain't like I'm in your face. Like one, two. <laughs> like I'm literally <laughs> laying over here, minding my business, that. and you still throwing shit at me. It's over. We done. And then your stupid, your puss ass fans throw something at me. Not air now. It's popcorn everywhere in this bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't trick. don't. Okay, it's like Lassie. Lassie geek you up like, uh, go push Mwanja. Go, we at Safe Fair. Lassie geek you up. Push okay, you push to keep You push bro. me. You push me. I understand. And I'm like, I'm looking at you like, fam, what you, what's wrong with you? And then you walk away to calm down. <laughs> like, huh? Wait a minute. But before just, you, you've been following be me the whole game. You've been hitting. That's the point. We. It's been a rough game. It's basketball. I'm getting my lick back. Like I said, bitch, step on you. You blow. Like, oh yeah, next next year. Yeah. He yeah, I'm gonna, put, I'm, I'm gonna put my knee back in your in the back of your leg. My dad used to tell me that shit all the time. Put your knee in the back of her uh, leg. So when she turns, she ah! <laughs> yeah, bitch. Bye. Strip daddy. But then you go. But, uh, then you go. Then you go around to calm down. Like, <laughs> huh, huh, what? Yeah, that, that pissed me off. That would piss me off. I'm just I'm speaking from Ben's Wallace perspective. That would piss no, me not. off. That would piss me off. That's why I'm throwing my headband. <sighs> anyway, big grown ass man throwing his head, man. Throw some fists, just playing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'm joking. Good God. Now, calm you down. Gonna, now you trying to calm down. I'm looking over you. Calm but down. why he yeah, can't calm down, nigga? You here. filed me on the last one. 
And I'm like, yeah, nigga, mm-hmm. you found me so hard. I'm finna get your ass back. It's been a rough game. Y'all mad because y'all getting your ass. We we they said they was busting their asses. Y'all finna lose. Yes, they were. Up by 15. Yeah, so you you mad. You've been following me the whole but why game. You fi- why, why do you follow me if you Because you've been you've been you've been mad at me the whole game, so I'm finna get my shit back on top of us busting nah, your ass. That's how you nah, ain't play basketball, fam. bro. You don't get it. Nah, fam. Nah. You don't get nah. it. You don't nah, get it. Nah, nah. So I filed so you stupid. back. So I'm gonna calm down. Hey, all your all your other players, all your other players said that's stupid. You up 15. Oh, well. you they know he, but they know he's crazy. And now now but now you now y'all not <laughs> no Jermaine O'Neal, Reggie Miller didn't get a didn't get a uh That's a not ring his fault. That's the fans' fault shit. for throwing the shit. Blame your no, weak ass. No, tell Ben Watson no, to talk no, to the white dude. Shit. Tell him to talk he, to the season sticker holder. If he didn't follow it, it would have never it would have never escalated. If the motherfucker didn't throw the shit at him, he wouldn't have got it from the scores table. The game would no it would have never escalated. If the motherfucker didn't throw the shit, coach, you out here letting white people off. You out of fucking test. order. You out of order. You out of order. You out of order. You out of order. I think this is the quickest time we How ever had an argument. You gonna file? We fifteen. You out of order. Who gives a fuck? He has a problem. He knows that. And on top of that, like I said, when you playing basketball in this intense motherfucker, you getting your ass fouled the fuck back. Now, if it was flagrant, that's his problem. But my thing is, if I'm laying on the scores table and I'm whatever the fuck it was, and I'm laying myself on the, I'm over here minding my business, and we already calmed down. Ben Wallace already. Over there, the he's trying to calm down. down. That's what he need to worry about calming his ass down. We're all calm, no, but then your lock, pussy you ass fan throw down. a motherfucking spray at me, bitch. No, if your pussy ass fan throw a spray at me, bitch, he's getting murked. They're already throwing shit. It's over. That's not my problem. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. It's not my problem. We agree that. So, but look, so so, so, so so we're agreeing that it escalated when the motherfucker threw the sprite. Next subject. Let's talk about ethnic aisle. But, but that's not my point. That's my point. You're moving the goalposts because post. you're we're way back here. Like I already said that. That's a part of basketball. You get fouled, you get hit, that. you get angry. And I'm you know whatever. I'm, 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 I don't well, you didn't hoop. You didn't hoop. You didn't even play basketball. It don't matter. That you land at the why, can, why can I calm myself down? That's dumb. That's, I'm just going to say something to me. That's dumb. Locker room. That's dumb. Down the locker no, room. that's dumb. Down the locker room. Everybody's Close out. The everybody's. Room. The game's still in. What do you mean? The nigga got to shoot free throws. I found him. Yeah. And, but you but you oh, out the game. Oh, God. One day. Any other one time, day. he's right. out the game. All that's right. a flagrant. He's All gone. Right, po, baby. He's okay. gone. All right. All right, sugar. Yeah, I'm holding my ribs. All right, sugar. All right, sugar. All right, sugar. Yeah. All right, sugar, Ooh. honey boo. Okay, anyway, moral of the story is get y'all pussy ass fan. This nigga let the white man up. Go, yeah, go, yeah. Shh. Yeah, she put the drink behind your back and walk out the door. Like, the fuck out of here. Who did that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Reese said he's getting marked. <laughs> well, Pink, my, my sister's going to come out of nowhere like, Pip, what you coming <laughs> <laughs> She came from the box. Ah, she gonna come from the box. <laughs> she gonna jump right in front. She gonna hang up one of them lines like. Ah! <laughs> she, she gonna take. Say, gonna, ma'am, you were in the box. Gonna, How did? Why did you come down here? She gonna get on that rotating <laughs> camera they use for the game and take me down. <laughs> take me down. <laughs> she, she gonna kick him right like George of the Jungle. Like, ah! you bitch. Oh God. You threw a sprite at my sister, bitch. Like, uh, my dad. Like, why the hell would you? He hit my sister, bitch. But um. Oh man, that's funny. Shout out to Malice in the Palace. That's cute. Um, let's talk about Airbnb's uh, ruining neighborhoods. Hold on, wait. I gotta count. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me. No, nah, bro. Let me count. Let me count. Can I count? No. Can I count Go lay on the I table. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I can't count. Now, no. I, I he counted in his world, head, bro. I met a word one day. <laughs> He he counted in his head. That's a, that shows you slow. He's smarter. He can, let me shut up. I met a world chaos. He can't even count in his head. Anyway, um. 
Oh, Let's talk God. about Airbnbs uh, <laughs> ruining neighborhoods potentially. Oh, wait, I lost my little point here that I want to talk about. Oh, God. So um, I was actually scrolling Twitter. Um, and I saw this pop up. Um, somebody shared, um, you know, a little cute little thing about like, hey, we just bought a property. You know, you know how people want, you know, accolades and, you know, shit like that. So, um, like, hey, we just closed on a property. We were from the Airbnb. We're great. We're excited. You know, clap for us, right? Um, and then I'm going to read it. It says, congrats. I'm not going to say their names. Congrats to blah, 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 blah. There's a couple for getting their first Airbnb. And then I hear a lot of people do that. They're um, buying homes, flipping homes. Some people flip the homes. Some people buy them and then just Airbnb and then, you know, decorate it real cute. And, you know, put it on Airbnb. Shit like that, right? Mm. Um, so uh, somebody retweeted it. Um, and she's like, uh, this practice is destroying entire neighborhoods. Just ask New Orleans. So I'm like, oh, okay. And you know, I, I hear stuff like that, you know, often. So it was, it was a thick thread from what I see per the retweets and stuff like thick that. Thread. So I'm like, let me go read. Um, so people just like, what do you mean? You know, they're making money. They're black. They're as far as the people that posted the original thing, like, Hey, congrats us. And she's like, you know, giving her, her reasons and people was like, we still don't get it. So before I get into some of the reasons that I saw and the things that I think, I want you guys' opinion on just in general when you see that Airbnb is ruining neighborhoods. Do you believe that? And wh- why would you think or don't think that? Um, I believe that. Um, And it's funny because when I saw the topic that we were talking about and I clicked the link, I was like, damn, it made me think about, I mean, I just went to New Orleans for my birthday in May and I thought it looked a little empty or hmm. something was missing kind of, um, as we drove through the neighborhood. So I can definitely see where she's coming from. And it, I'm sure it's not just New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's other places as well. Um, but yes, yeah, sad. I mean, yeah, let's be happy for the the one. Let's let's be happy for the black couple. Yes, I'm, and I'm not being sarcastic. But what about the, the other 15 homes on the block that's owned by two white people? So, I mean, yeah, Mwanja. Um, uh, so I was talking to Bar here, uh, earlier today, actually, you know, yesterday, and he said that the guy, the Airbnb we stayed at in Houston, he owns like, like 15 or 20 Airbnb uh, homes. Most I'm like, whoa, do. for Airbnbs. Right. And, um, but the reason, the reason, uh, for Airbnbs is to be immersed into the culture. So when you get there, you get immersed into the culture. Uh, mm. I mean, I, I, it's kind of hard to say. I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but. Perhaps I understand that it could ruin homes, but, Perhaps but at not. the same time, too, it's like, why? I, I mean, I, if I can afford to buy a home in your neighborhood, sorry, maybe y'all just got together and bought it yourself. I don't know. It's just to me, I just think, um, I just think that the the here we like Uber destroying the the uh, the taxi community, right? Um, here we have Airbnb, this uh, uh, what company you want to call it? This this company that is a uh, <clears throat> hotel company, if you will, to a certain degree, but they don't own any hotels or they don't, don't own any rental properties. It's like one of those things like this is a great business model. So you can't really get mad at it. But for the people that live there, live there, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this. I want, I'm sure, I just want to hear some comments from y'all. So Let I me read some of these comments from uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so somebody says, Ooh. I think I must be dumb because I'm reading and what everyone is saying makes sense. But like, I don't see an issue because the community they are speaking of can't afford the property anyway. Seems like mm-hmm. unaffordable housing is the issue, but they're blaming Airbnb people. Um, somebody says, what I'm gathering is that 
the upset is over how short-term rentals is affecting the cost of living or cost of housing. People can't afford to live there. And one of the reasons is because rent is high because of the short-term rental companies buying all the property. Um, so somebody says, so instead of people shopping these communities like normal, um, they're forced to look elsewhere and the people who are still there have no neighbors, LOL. And I'm sure this is even more exaggerated in smaller towns where local locals rely on tourism. Um, somebody says, number one, this takes away from housing. This takes away housing from hundreds of thousands of people. Two, it causes the rent to go higher in areas. Three, if the rent for the few available properties is high and the rest of the properties are hotels, where do those people go? Um, and this will cause a homeless, a mass homeless crisis. Um, then somebody else says they are replacing residential property with what amounts to a hotel. Imagine if there were 10 homes for sale for families in your neighborhood. What happens if a few people buy every house and turn them into hotels? Nobody would actually, nobody actually lives there and nobody can move in either. And someone said, okay, now I can see that as an issue. Um, Someone says a lot of people in the replies are saying that it sucks because towns are turning into tourist towns to the extent that the businesses become seasonal. So it leads to local suffering or moving away due to not having stores or schools. At least that is what one of my takeaways is. Uh, someone says one man owns a block of Airbnbs. It's taking away people's homes, homes for for homes that will be occupied only for three times a month. Um, someone says, why, why is it my business? How often someone else's home, someone else's home is occupied. Um, I'm going to read one more. It's an acceleration of existing problems of speculative housing. They remove available housing and inflate the price of rent in the area, have low compliance with building safety and privacy regulations, mm. overcrowding of units, predatory investors, hounding remaining homeowners, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what the fuck was I just going to say? Damn, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But um, yeah, those are some of the, uh, and it says predatory, predatory capitalism destroying neighborhoods. Um, yeah, a really big problem is having. Yeah, so um, yeah, those that's some of the stuff that people are saying on Twitter from, uh, like I said, that thread that started it. Um, I don't know. I think, um, that's what I was going to say. There we go. So when I went to Atlanta, and remember when I said that they had the um, little pool party at like a mansion somewhere? Um, and I'm not sure if it was somebody's Airbnb or if it was just someone else's like rental home, but I, I use that as an equivalent to be honest with you. Um, but it was like a, you know, one of those mini mansions in a beautiful neighborhood. So what was crazy was, I don't know if I mentioned this part, but when the party let out, that's why I was mad when we left because, um, it's literally, literally not to say that it's a problem for me, but just because of how I felt that the people looked at it, it was like a whole bunch of black people stampeding and we're standing in front of this beautiful mansion in this beautiful neighborhood so as we're out there people are coming and the police are walking up and they're like and then the people i guess that are throwing a party or whatever like yeah y'all gotta go to the back because the owners are pissed that all these people are here and and so people was like so they don't want to see people standing in front of the house and they're just like well they didn't somebody was like in the corner like well they didn't pay to see all these people like standing in front of like this house in this neighborhood like this is what they pay for, to see 
So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, but it just, it pissed me off because I'm like, you know, just standing there. It's like, damn, I got to go to the back. Like, I'm in the back of the bus and shit. Like, the fuck? They're like, well, wait, right. when your Uber come, you that's when you walk up. And when the bus come and there's room to get on, that's when you walk up. But everybody, they kept seeing how, like, when you leave a UWM party, move back, move back, go to the back of the house. So I'm like, as the owner in the neighborhood, it's like, you pay to live in this nice neighborhood and somebody Airbnb and they shit out. It's not your business, but it'd be like, nigga, I'm cruising down the street and I see, you know, a whole bunch of people like what the fuck they, what's going on over there like all right why you partying and that's just the whole thing of it could be a caring issue it could be just fuck that got going on in this beautiful neighborhood ass shit so i can see that like you don't want to see extra ass shit going on like i'm i'm owning this house my family here my kids live here and these people that i don't know not to say you have to know your neighbors but you know how you be looking around oh, that motherfucker oh, i ain't never seen you walk up. you know you your apartment like who's this i'll be that's on the true. rent camera like what you doing like, on the third floor i don't live here yeah i'll be i'll be looking at my camera like what hey it's it's six uh, what you doing up here uh-uh four uh-uh mm-hmm. i ain't seen what you who is you 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 don't got no ups uniform on who is you and we got locker so what is you doing in here anyway like <laughs> so i can see how you questioning like what's going on in your neighborhood and how that can lead to different stuff as, as far as that aspect but for me basically what i'm saying is when i was there it made me think about like before this even came out i was thinking like damn like why they so why they care but i'm just like yeah i can see if you just <laughs> peeking out your window like what's going on it was a beautiful neighborhood like beautiful so i don't know um, I really don't know how I really stand on this. I guess I could see how that ruins um, people's neighborhood. It even goes with like um, that driving while black dock where we talked about, it was New Orleans. They were talking about the one highway they built right through the black neighborhood. And it kind of mm-hmm. broke it up in a sense for capitalism and just to get, you know, motherfuckers across the neighborhood. And it wasn't black people because we couldn't even travel safely. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess I could see both sides of it if I'm an investor and I got the money. But it, it's to me, it's similar to Milwaukee. They were talking about, I think we reported on a couple of years ago, how they were saying, you can buy a house for a dollar and yeah. yada, 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 and get into mm-hmm. it. But it was just like, people was like, yeah, but you, they didn't say, tell you that you have to have some type of this set up. You have to have it set up this way, in which, unfortunately, a lot of the people, because of statistics, is not black people. It's a lot of investors coming from different cities, knowing that Milwaukee is a big market or in like Barada and <laughs> so and I don't even know that name because of Facebook. <laughs> and the little how they dress the same with the apartments be the same with the big boulder outside of shit. Um that's like a property company in Milwaukee. You hear bad things about them. Um but yeah, so just like those are the things that I typically um that you typically hear. It's always the you can get this house for a dollar, but it's it's always more to the equation to me. So yes, these people are black and I'm and I'm happy because there are people, but um, it's always interesting to me, and I think I was gonna bring this up a while ago. How we may have talked about it a little bit too, just in our our capitalism conversation. Just how much capitalism do we do we tack into? Because we talk about oh, capitalism is ruining everything. You know, we're black. We didn't we didn't get everything that came with it. But once we jump in, that's <laughs> not a problem. So it's just like. But capitalism, it is to me, it's like it is what it is. You got to get in where you fit in. People talk about Jeff Bezos and everybody have billions of dollars right. um, exactly. and we should share. But it'd be like, shit, if you had a billions, billions of dollars, is you just you got your hand out every five minutes. Yeah, you might give because that's just, you know, common sense. But I don't know. Interesting. Um, any more on this? Because I'm going to ask the listeners what they think. I just thought it was an interesting uh, topic. Mm, it is an interesting topic maybe there needs to be statutes and stipulations um and i might have i might have missed it while you were reading it but uh because i was just trying to dig more into what these people were saying and it's it's you know some people are like yeah it's cool and then some people are like eh, no nah, i don't yeah, like you see both your sides point. yeah you see both sides that's why i'm kind of in the middle it's just yeah. like the, you know the, like you said the capitalism thing you know if you are a true black panther uh black party um person you're gonna be like capitalism is destroying our 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 people 
But then at the same time, too, those, those same people that are mm-hmm. saying this is capitalism, you, we need to, you need to pay to print the paper out to say that. You mm-hmm. need to pay the people. You know, it's just it's capitalism so rooted in our Cleaning society. Cleaning fee. But <laughs> right, a clean, a cleaning fee. But maybe there needs to be statutes and stipulations in each um, each city to say, all right, if y'all going to do Airbnb, you need to be uh, mm-hmm. living here to buy these properties and things of that nature. You know, and then, I, if I'm Airbnb, I'm pissed now because I'm like. It don't matter if you if you want to buy a property. It shouldn't matter where you are. You buy a property. You listen on Airbnb. We take whatever percentage out of that, and or I don't know if it's a subscription model where you I don't I don't know the the renter side of the uh, uh, of the uh, app. But you know I, I don't care what you do as long as you list that property on my on my site and I get my fee. You can do where you can be wherever you want to be. So we'll uh, it's well, interesting. It's it's kind of like a couple of things. It's kind of like when Amazon first came out. Like I said, I remember working back home with the state um and just understanding the nexus thing and it was i think i mentioned it before the idea of them you got we talked about it brick and mortar locations imagine last year you got a local boston store and people have to pay you taxes because you're you're you have a a legal location in the state or city but Mwanja got you know amazon and he he ain't got no amazon plant in wisconsin but he don't at this time the people that are buying stuff are not paying taxes. There's no sales tax because he doesn't have nexus or connection. So you're like, what the fuck? So you kind of going under because people are like, well, fuck Boston. So I'm going to go on Amazon and I ain't got to pay taxes. Nah. So right. just like, it's, it's one of them aspects. They had that issue. And then Uber had the issue. And, and I think they may be still fighting. I think it, oh, they may have settled a couple of years ago. Um, but I remember working at Revenue and trying to levy motherfuckers and they didn't have no job. But then it popped up that they work for Uber. Uber and Lyft is 1099. So, which means you don't have, they don't have to take out wages for you. You're supposed to pay your own taxes. So it's kind of hard. So it was a point where, and I think there were, uh, I think it was more so Uber was located in San Francisco. So it was like, you would see their name. So sometimes I would just levy them just to see what would happen. So it got to the point where certain states and jurisdictions was like, motherfucker, send us this motherfucking money and stop playing. And it, and it was to the point where um, I kept doing it. And I was like, I'm just going to do it and move on. So one time I did that shit, that shit came through. Nigga, I ain't never heard from hit me up. Yeah, I just I, my, my my money. I'm like, uh, excuse me, who are you? And I'm because normally I just be in the system like click click click. I'll be bored some days. Like, oh, I bet you ain't gonna reply. Bleh. Um, and uh, he hit me back like, yeah, you guys took. I'm like, Ooh. I'm like Uber. He was like my Uber, but I'm thinking he lying. I'm like, but I'm like this motherfucker never answered my phone call. He never answered the door when I went to his house. I'm like, oh, you ain't lying. Like he was flipping on like, yeah, it's just my only job. And he was older and he had his old debt basically. So I'm like, oh, you? They really handing money over. So it's it's to a point. What I'm saying is to a point where now these these jurisdictions are like, they're they're writing up laws or adding them into the regular tax or whatever type of equation. Like, yeah, you need to hand over this money and and it's affecting their model a little bit because now people can't drive so they're missing out money people it's, it's a trickle down effect and same thing with live same thing with airbnb now where i think we ta- i think we talked about it some jurors i think new york um had an issue with it um especially those expensive ass apartments and i think same thing too people really ain't got nowhere to live because the prices are going up because of it and it was one of them things where it was like new york i, I don't know if it was specifically you got to live here type thing but it was a, i think it was a tax issue where they had to pay a specific tax and they're like hold on now i mean so it's like to me i think as time goes on all these new things that come out that seem to be free even with um Robinhood and um cryptocurrency for a, a point you know and people motherfuckers um I seen that shit at revenue. Motherfuckers took out plenty bread. Motherfuckers hella bread. No taxes paid. Hella when I say hella bread, hella bread. And motherfuckers audited it going back to t- 2010. Hella money. They're like, what's this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what is this? Mm. 
my manager like, and I was kind of fresh. She's like, yeah, this is crypto. I'm like, what? I didn't know what it was at the time. He's like, yeah, because you know, the government and the state of Wisconsin, the legislator wrote it up. So now they audit it. The thing with audits is the tax and the um the fees and penalties go back to the, the start of the motherfucking audit, the time of the year that they're audited. They don't start when the audit starts. Go back. So if the shit was from 2010, the motherfucking penalties go back to 2010. It's 2016. So they oh, owe hella bread. Right. So it was like the way that they do these things, they're, they're trying to make you pay a penalty with it too. So I'm curious to see what they do with stuff like this or if they really give a fuck. So, and I'm surprised cause this is, like I said, this is the only reason I really started using Airbnbs and being comfortable with it. Like it's crazy cause I really don't feel comfortable with it in, Uni- in, in the United States, which is stupid to me. But, um, I think I stayed in one in Phoenix and it was cool. But, um, the reason why I started doing it was Cuba because Cuba, you, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to stay in hotels, but in Cuba, you can stay in Airbnbs because it helps the people. They get their money straight to them versus kind of going to because everything is, you know, socialism. Everybody makes the same amount. So it's a way to put extra money in their pocket. And I'm like, OK. And then because, like I said, it could be you're supposed to be immersed in the culture. And there you are when you're staying in somebody's home because there's really not too much technology. They, they live a in a sense, a completely different life. So you really are immersed with these people. Now they're they have more properties now where. You get a motherfucker that live in Miami who like, oh, I ain't there. Um, my cousin gonna let you in. She don't speak English and it's cool. It's fun. But it's just like, same thing. They don't live there. Mm-hmm. They getting their bread from, you know, mm-hmm. some property that they own. So I don't know. I'm curious to see yeah, what happens it's with it. It's a great business model. And I, I actually had the opportunity to look at their their slide deck and, they, and their whole model was we we want people to, we want tourists to be immo- immersed in the culture. And the best way to do that is to live amongst the people. So I am in your neighborhood, um, you know, back, like I said, using Houston, for example, that's the last time I was at Airbnb. The most recent time I was at Airbnb and we were in, Mo- what, Mo City? And, you know, we were, neighbors are nice. Everybody drew nice cars. And it, it had no issues, no problems and nothing like that at all. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we had we had so, but rules, are you really you know, immersed? <laughs> <laughs> right but you know then compared to la quinta my la quinta incident was i was not immersed that's your fault because you don't get reviews mm, i was not immer- immersed like, 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 see, i culture. didn't even know it was a hotel on the side of the highway okay <laughs> like, every time i drive over the Damn. overpass i'd be like this yeah, well, i missed the airbnb you, oh, then, you get like and Mwanja, you could you could vouch for that room. so when we left to go to the hotel to, to take Mwanja over there and i'm like yeah go this way i'm, I'm like yep yeah, yep yeah, make that u-turn he like it ain't over here. And I'm like, oh shit, that's the comfort. I'm like, where you staying at? He was like, on the other side. I'm like, what's over there? He's like, the kids. I'm like, ain't nothing over there. He was like, let me just make this jump and go over. And I'm like, and I was like, I was like, damn, they're screaming in the car. I'm like, why would you stay here? And it was like a big ass puddle. He's like, Shush. I'm like, why would you drive this car? And Shaquille in the back. He's like, oh I mean, God. it's not his car. I mean, I'm like, they don't care about shit. I'm like, why? Y'all both are terrible people. Who drives somebody else shit through a pile of water? Like, y'all ain't shit, bro. already. When that it deep, was, it was it deep, deep as fuck, Mwanje. No, that's something you should. It was like, ne- getting a, it's like getting a power wash under the car. No, no, that fucks with your it engine, was. bro. And that car sat low. I'm like, he out of order, but not that low. Come it on. did. It was a fucking <laughs> what was. Come on, it was a Kia, the, the baby Kia. It, it wasn't was a regular Kia. Kia. Yeah, it was Damn, Kia Junior. Like it wasn't like. <laughs> the black women know how to diminish your car. <laughs> it was a rental car. <laughs> you got the little, you got the little Kia. That's no, because I, I don't like Kia. you know me. I don't give a fuck what I Dang. remember when I went to town. I had a fucking Chevy Sonic before. Okay, with well, the, the handle to the back seat <laughs> is back here. Okay, at the top. Right. You know? <laughs> they went down here. They were like, See, but um, the doors be big as a bitch on the little car. <laughs> 
like why the doors be so big on the little cars? Like, It'd be fun the, though when you put that gas in there though. The frame be this big. <laughs> <laughs> and the doors be like this. Be like, why is the door so big? Though. Like, it's clean. God be looking at the doors uh, of my car. They not because it's a small car, but it's like proportionate. But them like box cars, the doors be so like. Next time you see a Chevy uh, Sonic, I'm finna Google this shit. Look how big the doors are. I'm like, big door. Yeah, car. and you had to wind it up too before you started it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just joking. I had I'm that just car in LA. That was years ago. But um, yeah, no listeners, let us know but what let, you guys think. But but let me real quick before you leave this episode. I mean the episode. Leave this uh this topic. Um, think about Toro. <laughs> Is Toro will Toro That's disrupt the, the 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 rental car industry? You know what I'm it, saying? It like, yeah, Toro's been on for it a minute. Is. It, it's been on for a minute actually, and it it, it's, it can. But again, they're paying. If you look, because I looked on there years ago, I never did it. But there's different fees and shit. It, it I guess it would vary, but some people would want to do it, some people would not. But it depends on what type of insurance they look. That's more to me more secure in a sense because you can go to a rental car company and say, "Give me this package. I ain't gonna. This shit can get hit by a brick, and I could." drop this bitch off and i'm done because i paid that fee Turo, i don't really know i think i've seen some type of packages but some shit don't have it so people i think it probably would be more effective once there's more security in regard. and i see there's a huge difference from when i first saw it like years ago till now mm. somebody told me about it i'm like what the fuck is that He's like yeah you can rent this car i'm like no i'm good and they were saying like imagine you just go okay go you buy a car for let's say 30 40 50k right yeah i've and seen that clip not 30 and yeah and then you just go you rent it off on tour they basically paying your car note you know what i'm saying right. they, they said one dude would live in manhattan or whatever he would go downtown leave his car at a certain spot let uh, somebody else drive his car and then come back and yeah, he, you know put money in your pocket yeah and he like so he made money for eight hours while he's doing this it's just like yeah is that really just gonna is that also gonna disrupt but when new technologies come out i think you mentioned it when new technologies come out if they're always looking to disrupt, and then the go- it's so funny. The government is always yeah, trying to find a way to tax it. Yeah, like, like I literally on, remember man. being in the rooms where they were like trying to write up shit to figure out. Like every time I, t- yeah, we're trying to work on Nexus, and I'm like, y'all been working on this for five years. Tax these motherfuckers. Let's crazy. go. Like, and then like, now, and the reason why Amazon, specifically for Wisconsin, got out of it was because they they basically had a legal, I call it a legal domicile in Wisconsin, the one in Toma and the one in Kenosha that they built. So it's like now you you legally have Nexus, so you have to. So they because I think it all actually started with the Wayfair, Wayfair versus like Colorado. That was the big one, and then all the other states was like, wait a minute, hold on now, let me get in this shit too. So that's mm-hmm. what Amazon. So it was like one one month, motherfucker do some shit is ah, uh-uh, how are we gonna get some money too? So when you interrupt yeah, taxes, they, it's a problem. Somebody right, gonna ask what they hit us with that um because they uh, the, the Monset company um they were like. <laughs> You had to you have to pay taxes in certain areas where we don't necessarily have a, a physical presence, but because we have a rep in that area, we have to pay taxes in that area. And that's so crazy. I'm like, yo. Yeah, that's, that's how I go. Tax, once you, you have tax. Once you have some type of legal nexus in that bitch, mm-hmm. it's over. Some type of nexus is basically connection. So once you have some type of connection, taxes tax it up now. But I don't know what the specific laws are now, but they're they're basically writing shit up where regardless, you paying some type of tax. So I can definitely see that. With um, it was something in New York with a uh, Airbnb too, with like taxation and I forgot. I think we talked about it a while ago, but it, they're they're gonna figure it out. So, I mean, kudos to everybody starting these type of businesses. Oh shit, I wish I was in the room when they started yeah. Facebook or uh, Airbnb. Airbnb and shit. Yeah, I wish I would have been in the thing, room that Airbnb night. Airbnb, have a little studio with the mics in the room and stuff like that. So they glow you in press the dark. a little button. 
It'd be funny when that motherfucker's on podcast, you setting the shit up. I don't want to break it. Like, sit down. <laughs> Everybody always say the same thing. Don't touch nothing. Sit down. Just don't I'm touch like, nothing. Just sit down. Not even that. I'd be like, what right you going to break? But my thing is, they don't consciously understand. You got the cheap mic anyway. This one was $20. It's that white guy. You said, you said, motherfucker. It's like when you hit your head on your head. You hit your foot on the door and the motherfucker be vibrating. So I but, broke um, it. It's fifty dollars, right? Really making 20, up shit. A little thirty dollars profit. Twenty dollars <laughs> insurance purposes. But no, yeah, uh, listeners, let us know what you guys think about that. Um, interesting topic. Um, we can some, somehow share this link somewhere if you want to kind of read the comments that we read. Like Moana just said, I think I got a gist of that too. It's back and forth. You see different things. People don't really. To me, the people that don't get it don't care. To me, about what they're saying. But I get it too. Um, so it's interesting. Um, real quick here, another interesting thing. I think I. Accident, accidentally clicked on Yahoo because um, it's in my bookmarks and who goes to the Yahoo site anymore? So I clicked on I it know. and then I was like, I mean, outside of just looking for something specifically, I don't just click on it just to be looking around, perusing outside of maybe. Who? You ask a question, I said I do. No, but I'm saying me. For me, it's, it's nothing where I just go outside okay. of my, but I use my email on my on my phone. So yeah, I just clicked on it on accident. Um. Sometimes I go there for like stocks and shit to look at finance. But other than that, there's not for lifestyle. Nah, nah, you so, huh? I mess with you. Go ahead. No, I do, but not just because. So I was clicked on it and it was just like entertainment. You know how the shit pop up at the top. I don't be reading that shit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Um, so that popped up with the ethnic aisle. Um, New York Times article. And I thought this it was interesting because I think the best ethnic aisle that I've seen was in Metro Market on East Capitol. Um and beautiful, nice wide aisle. They might have two. Um, I agree. So basically, the uh, the subject line reads, "Why do American grocery stores still have an ethnic aisle?" Um, another one of those articles where there's back and forth, basically. So it basically questions why we still have ethnic aisles, and um, I guess would it be smart to basically include them into in, in when I say them products into like regular aisles? So you basically have um, very long article with um, multiple people, multiple vendors as far as grocery stores and owners just talking about um, their process and I guess where they were at one point in time and where they are now. Um, so I guess first I just wanted you guys' thoughts on um, your thoughts on like the ethnic aisle. And let me just say this for me, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about like hair products, right? So what's crazy is like if I go to Walgreens or something, if I like have nowhere else to go um, or maybe even a Walmart in a sense, like the hair store closes some shit or if I'm just grabbing something I know I can get from Walmart. Um, and one, uh, one time I went to, let me just use Walmart and I couldn't find what I was looking for because I was used to it being in like the ethnic section. <laughs> so I'm like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is my shit? <laughs> So I'm like, ah, and it was actually blended in <laughs> with the regular shit. It was blended in with the regular shit. And I'm like, why the fuck y'all do this shit? Now it's taking me time. I'm looking up here and shit like Craig Daddy when he's spraying the spray. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just looking like, where is the shit? So it was in the corner. I'm like, now nah, put this shit back where you had it before. So for me, that was issue. But I'm like, but you want everybody to be included, diversity, inclusion. Um, so I thought it was interesting. And I, and I remember somebody in the article, she was just like, you know, I think it's cool, but I don't want my shit to be like watered down with the rest of the shit. So now my shit ain't as popping no more because you put it next to the, you didn't put my like, you know, Latin mayonnaise, you put my Latin mayonnaise next to the regular mayonnaise and then people, I don't know what this shit is because I don't know what's in it. So I'm going to get the regular, air quotes regular. And now my shit not getting as much as attention versus it being by its own and ethnic guy like, oh, let me try this. So I can see that too. Um, So yeah, I wanted you guys' thoughts on that. And there's, like I said, 
a plethora of um, information. Um, I read the whole thing. I put I put a couple tidbits in my own notes, specifically about um, <clears throat> excuse me Whole Foods and the um, previous um, president and his thoughts on that, and like a, a whole little board of people that are trying to change the the capitalism of the ethnic aisle. So thoughts, guys? I just I mean, what should we change it to? Like you said, I <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Going back the to the hair scenario here, mm-hmm. um, I really did grow because even when I was younger, I definitely used to be like, "Why the fuck do we only get one? Like, why do we just get this area? Like, it's only, it's not in, it's in Walmart, Target, mm-hmm. Walgreens, all of those stores. We got a little shelf, we got a little area. I don't. I, I went from why we only got one shelf to ooh, I'm glad. Why you move my shit? Separated. Because like you said, it's so much easier to be like, okay, these are like the five top black jail gels that black people use. So <laughs> I need to know. Clear jail and shit. <laughs> that shit curling up. Ah! <laughs> but I'm saying though, <laughs> I do feel like skin peeling so shit. <laughs> it's funny because I, I I feel like I question this. Got crust on your edges, girl. <laughs> right. I use right. clear gel. Excellent. I'm like, did your did uh, your hair fall asleep? So at least the brown gel blend in and shit. Oh, bless your skin, the clear gel. You be curling. You say it's curling up. You say your, it's for what? Your hair got eye crust on it. <laughs> I don't. That's when you take your nail and go asleep too. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> take the towel. You like you got brown. So who combing their hair? Oh, oh, you got flakes in here. You said, yeah, right. You got dandruff on your edges. Would you still daily? No, it's snowing in June. Leave me alone. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's a joy to have. Your stuff in one place sometimes. I did think about this recently though. I was like, why isn't everything just kind of blended in? But then mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, but where would it go? Mm-hmm. Like, where would what would I can compare like something like soy sauce to? So I think I saw something about like um excuse me. Hmm. Um, like I guess for the lack of a better specific race or whatever, um, like a, an Asian type food, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess they were saying like maybe you put it with like condiments and shit, you know, like maybe some ketchup and some blue cheese. You know, after after I said that, I thought about that. I'm like barbecue sauce, like yeah, barbecue sauce. With the rest of the, um, put it with the rest of the shit. I do want to read. I guess I should have read this at first. Um, one of the things that I took out of here um, that kind of gives the reason why the ethnic aisle was a oh, thing. Yeah. I was um, it said um, the ethnic aisle, the ethnic aisle's original purpose. Um, uh, was to serve the World War II soldiers who had tasted foods from countries um, like Italy, Germany, and Japan while abroad. But while many of the European foods eventually migrated out of the section, most of the foods from the other parts remained. Um, conversely, some grocery stores in countries like France and Colombia have American aisles with products like peanut butter, mayonnaise, box cake mix, and barbecue sauce. Um, what's crazy, I remember like finishing high school and like some people that I know that hooped and they played overseas and they were just like, or people, yeah, I guess man, people that study abroad too, they were like asking for people to send them like cookies and Oreos and shit that you wouldn't get uh, Cheetos, you, or like high flamers, I guess that you wouldn't get. And some of the stuff I remember um, in other countries. So I remember people asking, so I could see them having like an American aisle too. I wonder, I was going to say, I wonder what's in there, but they just told us that mayonnaise. Uh-huh. So my Whataburger is playing. But, <laughs> the um, last thing we want in the American Isle. Right. Yes, um, American. But yeah, no, that was the, which I thought was interesting, the original purpose. So just to see like the, um, I, but I guess the, uh, I don't know, I guess East Italian Capital, bread. East Capital Metro Market, I think 
the pasta is in like the ethnic aisle, right? I think it because I, I remember it yeah. was on the other side, like. Um, but then they, the article did mention too, like Goya and shit like that, because it's so popular now. It's really not in some places they don't have it in the ethnic aisle. Just buy the Taco Bell sauce. Yeah. Um, right. To, uh, sometimes well, I'm like, "What well, that Goya rice?" Uh, uh. <laughs> so okay. the, I, I found another article of the Insider because I don't have New York Times and I wasn't finna sign up for it. Um, and they talked about that World War thing too, which was very interesting. But the point, um, so a lot of them, so the insiders, and I, I'm assuming the New York Times, the New York Times uh, article saying the same thing, basically saying like, is this really, it is it racist or is it just like you said the World War II thing? And the y'all made y'all made a good point, you know, as women, black women, y'all go into y'all y'all go into y'all aisle and look for y'all products, y'all know exactly where to go. Same thing for this. It's like if I'm looking for X, Y, and Z, I know to go to the ethnic aisle. Maybe not call it the ethnic aisle, but maybe call it something else. But the thing, the uh, this article makes Coils a good point and says that <laughs> for colors, for color girls. But uh, but but this article yes. makes a good point is that how often do people go through that aisle unless you're of that ethnic race or if you're that ethnicity? So mm. by merging. By merging uh, the the uh, uh, products into, you know, to, let's say to your point, the soy sauce with the ketchup. Maybe when someone's going through, oh, I never, you know, just I example. Oh, I never seen soy sauce before. Let, let's try this out. As opposed to if you're you're white and you don't you're not you don't eat ethnic food, you're not going to go through that aisle. So that aisle gets ignored majority of the time. But if but you somebody. The, uh, Mm-hmm. But, but conversely, somebody said if they the same incident, they go through the aisle and they see that, and they be like, I don't know what's in this shit. <laughs> and that's and that's and that, what's this that shit? is a good point too. But that, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just giving too. you another point of what they said in this article. So because I think yeah. somebody said that too, like I might want to try this shit. But then somebody like I don't know what that shit is. <laughs> just, exactly. So, so that was somebody like you kind of like ruin my business because you want to put my shit next to the regular soy sauce. I'll put my shit back over there where I know who's gonna get it. Shit. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of like we so you, it's one of those things where you know you could argue that racism is so immersed into our culture that you know they put all the ethnic food in this one aisle but maybe call it something else can i read this somebody says to shopper like shoppers like jolene tolbert a fitness instructor in york pennsylvania who describes herself as the as your basic 55 year old white lady the aisle is a wonderland for finding ingredients i think Mm -hmm. if these items were mixed in with everything else it would make shopping a, a little bit more a lot more difficult Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Ashley, so 42, a stay-at-home father in Norman, Oklahoma, said he doesn't love the quality or selection in his local uh, grocer's ethnic section, but it's better than having to drive all the way to a Vietnamese Vietnamese market in Oklahoma City to get his soy sauce. Um, mm, there you go. Several okay. food um, purveyors of color see the aisle as a necessary evil, a way to introduce their products to shoppers who may be unfamiliar with it, said Indian Food. Uh, say Indian food through um, through a barrier to a bigger success. Um, yeah. In some ways, the ethnic aisle sums up the predicament of its suppliers, many of whom approach store buyers without the money often needed to get their products on the shelf. Corporations like Pepsi and Nestle can afford to pay stores handsomely to ensure that their products get prime placement on shelves and a presence mm-hmm. in promotions. Some companies break out of the ethnic aisle only when they're acquired by larger co- companies. Others like Goya and Mar was it Mar- ramen noodles was it Moroccan <laughs> are so you know never said it first you said ramen like people say ramen noodles um, ramen noodles are broadly uh, recognizable encouraging placement in both ethnic and other sections mm-hmm. I think I've seen that too yeah we usually just see that by like the regular noodle easy mac and shit yeah um 
Yeah, so basically that's what the article is kind of filled with, um, just people's perspectives on different things. And then, like I said, a definition. Then it talks about some different corporations. And I want to bring up um, Earl, E-R-O-L, Schweitzer, who was the vice president of uh, the grocery store Whole Foods from 2009 to 2016, said that the ethnic aisle is part of a legacy of white supremacy and colonialism, colonialism, excuse me, um, built into the framework of the grocery business, starting with the low wages paid to hourly workers who are often people of color and the lack of diversity among store buyers. Hmm. Uh. That's what Earl said. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Do I see any thoughts? I see both sides. I see both sides. Yeah, me too. I mean... Because, I mean, um, let's see. I visited my aunt in um, Tennessee. And she lives, well, she lives in Antioch. It's kind of like a little suburb, mm-hmm. I guess. And I needed to go to the grocery store. So the grocery store was like a, so there was like a, there was an Asian mart at the, like the end of her like apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And the, the grocery store was like five minutes away. And I was like, well, they might have it in here. So went in there. And I was surprised to find some of the stuff that I really needed, but I wouldn't have not known that because I would never have thought to go to Asian market here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's so easy to go to pick and save or, um, Metro Mart, same thing, but Walmart, Target, wherever you get Mm -hmm. groceries. But like, I'm not always going to the Asian market. So it would be a foreign thing for me to, need something that I couldn't just get out of pick and save or something, you know? Yeah. I want to read this last statement by Earl, um, who was again, the vice president of uh, whole foods um, up until 2016. Um, He said he and other employees frequently talked about eliminating the ethnic aisle as um, at whole foods, but they couldn't persuade the company to make such a major overhaul. Um, They didn't stop them from making sure every aisle, not just the ethnic aisle included diverse flavors and ingredients he added, um, or from improving the section, um, as Moan just said, change the name, known as the Global Flavors Aisle, um, by increasing the variety of countries represented and finding more uh, purveyors of color. Um, yeah, and I think they said Kroger down in, in Houston, I think. Uh, let me type in Houston on here. Control find. Uh, they did something down here. They took a survey. Yeah, K- Kroger conducted, really? Kroger conducted a survey at a Houston store in 2019. Uh, something outside. Kroger conducted a no, no. Uh, conducted a survey in Houston in 2019 to see whether customers preferred non-European products in dedicated aisles or intermixed with other foods. Shoppers overwhelmingly favor incorporation. Um, today, Mexican Coca-Cola is sits alongside domestic sodas. Um, was it Maseca corn flour with other flours? Um, but most Kroger stores still have ethnic, ethnic sections. Um, Dan, oh, really? Dan De La Rosa, uh, Kroger's group vice president of fresh mer- mer- merchandising, said the company could eventually move away from them as the nation grows more diverse. And then it mentioned, too, that it's crazy because 40% of America is 40% like others and not white. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Another, I guess it's another, um, it can go both ways. I can see how, for me, if I had a product, I'm not, if you had a product, do you think you would want like something, soy sauce, whatever, that was ethnic, that's traditional American shit? Do you think you would want it to be intertwined with something that's similar or would you want it in your own global flavors aisle? It, it, for me, it would have to be, it would be on me to market my product, to say, this is where my product would be. Go to this aisle to go get the product. 
because you know ketchup so you want it to mustard, be in your own aisle in the ethnic aisle i would i would want it to be in the ethnic aisle and market okay, it as it. the ethnic aisle because it's very difficult to find I, I would want them to find where i need to go where it needs to go where it needs to go so but if it's ketchup it's ketchup then you put it by ketchup but then I, now you're fighting against Heinz, so it's it's tough. It's tough, but I would want it in my own. I'm saying, but if all the Heinz gone, I ain't got no choice. I, <laughs> and it was crazy, point, and that's not to be too. not that I'm being Good. nosy, but I saw it on Facebook. I saw um, I saw John post something about like the Lysol or something being gone or whatever the fuck he was looking at, and he took a picture Ooh. of the shelf like again. I think his girlfriend commented like, "Well, get the other shit, whatever the sh- other shit was." She's like, "Get the seven seven one. What was the other one? Seven seven something." She's like, she's like, get that shit. So it's like, okay, the Heinz might be gone, but get the other shit. Get the uh, Kroger brand. <laughs> like sometimes I be like, let me get the Kroger mm. brand. I don't eat ketchup like that anyway. <laughs> but I mean, but, so but I guess. It's, it's the Kroger you brought this brand cheap shit. Yes. Ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it's the Kroger. It's the Kroger but some people, brand. No, but some people can taste the difference. Some people taste that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that, but it's it's still ketchup. You know what I'm saying? It's still ketchup. Yeah, but. It could be foreign to somebody. <laughs> uh-uh, I won't got the Kroger brand in uh, New York. We got Dwayne Reed. Just playing. <laughs> so that's Walgreens, but same thing. Just playing, but what about you, Lassie? What I, you doing? I was like, who is Dwayne Reed? I said, you, I'm like, who is Dwayne? Like, who names the store after a nigga? Like, Dwayne Reed. That's so <laughs> stupid to me. Let's see this Walgreens. Dwayne Reed. Lena. That's black. That's Milwaukee. It's somebody's grandma that came up with it. They like a, a, a corporation <laughs> like Walgreens. Dwayne I'm Reed. One of Imagine saying, I, would not, I would not go to this. I would, I would go to DR. I go to the DR. We go to the DR. <laughs> it's basically it's the same as Walgreens, though. Anyway, like the extra more. Let's go to the um, DR. <laughs> I would want my shit in the ethnic. Don't get all happy. Like, you would want it. You wouldn't. I would showcase my oh. shit with the rest of the good shit. The global flavors out. Let's put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> global flavors. This is this, this what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be one of the people that I want to do a test run. Put some of my shit over here. You know how like you know how like when you go to the store when I go to the Kroger yeah. sometimes, specifically the one the other one I don't really like. They'll have bananas in the banana, the fruit section, right? But then they'll have them hanging on the shelf by the register. You mm-hmm. let me get two of them motherfuckers. Like it ain't where it's supposed to be, but it's right on time. Or you know what I want? You know how when you leave, somebody said this on Twitter. When you leave, yeah, this all the same. Burlington, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and you do the wraparound shit. So it'd be you know you from the checkout, yeah. and now you just like hmm, grabbing phone shit, charger, reading hmm. shit. They got candles up here. Who's in the back stretcher? Like, get the phone charger, get the candle, get the hairbrush, and you got all types of shit you don't even need. So you put some of the shit up there by the register too, by the magazines and shit. Yeah. So spread my shit out a little bit, you know. Then we're gonna see what happens, see what they notice of that. But, but yeah, I want yeah, my shit everywhere. Smart. I mean, that's 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 what that's what you normally would do. Um, but you got you have to have the money for that though. You can't just go to the store and be like, all right, put it there. Okay, well, get the money for you. Go ahead. Gotta have confidence in your product. So put my shit there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I as a as a person as a shopper, I'd be pissed if I go to the store and I'm used to my shit being in an ethnic aisle and then you migrated. Like I, I can't remember. I just remember multiple times of me going to some store. I, I don't even know if it has anything to do with ethnic stuff, but just how how annoyed are you when you go somewhere and it's not the same? Like, mm-hmm. like you ever been oh, to? Yeah, let me tell you one of my pet peeves real quick. When I go to a Walmart, I'm used to like either to the right or to the left, depending on where you come in. East Capitol, for example, Milwaukee. You trying to get like you know your bath stuff, toothpaste. You go to the left, all that shit over there, right? Where I live now yep. is to the right. Same shit, right? But there's one Walmart that I hate here, and I seen a couple. I hate it so fucking much. Where they put like the those bath type products, home shit. Mm. It'd be like the food like aisle the- right here on this side, the food side, but then it'd be the aisle. 
But then that shit be right here and it'd be like the baby department. Why the fuck is this right next to the food aisle? Put my shit, separate the shit. Put that back on that. What are we doing? I, I went to the exactly Walmart over here. I'm like, but this is in Houston. One of the other ones that I, that be, I'm like, I hate this Walmart. I hate it. And it was like, no, it's two of them. Cause I think the one up there like that. It's tacky. Okay. Do not put my toothpaste next to the spaghetti sauce. Okay. I can't even say it. Don't do that. But yeah, I hate that. So I guess layouts of the stores make sense too. That's my issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listeners, let us know, let us know what you guys think. Bitch, I read too much um, about that. Um, where do you want your ethnic shit? <laughs> and the global flavors. I, and, and as a commercial, you should do that. You should tell tell your your consumers where your where out that your product. So you gotta have the money for you run out of time. Find my island. And <laughs> <laughs> Find your island. What? Um, let's talk about Beyonce and Harper's Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to throw this in here because we don't really hear Beyonce speak that much. I still mean, didn't hear her speak. <laughs> yeah, she really didn't say too much, but she she said what she what she said, and um, we and, read what we it's read. from a we read what we read, uh, and I think just from a um, a uh, maturity aspect of it, which is what I'm going to talk about in my um random stuff of the week, uh, it it's uh, this is interesting. She's turning forty, and she talks about her her previous life, uh, well, not previous life, her her, her younger mm-hmm. self, and then um. And then being where she is now, and just a couple of highlights from the article, because um, it's not that it's not that long of a read. So one of the first questions is: You're turning forty. Are you reflecting on your what? Do you what are you reflecting on your life? She talked about when she was being when she was ten. She had like fifty to sixty songs already recorded. Uh, she was very shy, an introvert, mm. and that uh, you know she kept to herself. She had these imaginations, these thoughts in her head. But really stuck out to me though is what she said: uh, James two and seventeen, faith without works is dead. That's one of my favorites as well too. She knew that she yeah, it's all Why right to vision and have huh nothing. Oh, uh, it had vision and intention. Um, she said vision and intention weren't enough. I had to put the work in. And she absolutely did that. She talked about how she sacrificed her teenage years. Um, she wasn't, she didn't have time to kiki or hang out. Uh, but she always, uh, removed herself from possible distractions. And then she moved, you know, moved along until what she talked about in her twenties when she focused on her career and legacy, building her legacy. She started, uh, she created Parkwood at 27. That's it was crazy. well laid out as far as her decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then she now she's talking about be, uh, being free uh, in her forties, moving on into her forties. Thirties, thirties was about her building her family, her legacy, and now her forties is going to be about being free and just taking vacations because she can. Because she, she got the bread and money to do. Yeah, and she kind of basically said too, like I follow the the rules of how the game is supposed to be played for years, especially mm-hmm. in my teens and twenties, and of course her thirties is when she kind of you know stepped out of the box and. You know, when she came out with four, people was like, what did? You know, people, she can't be singing these things. Like, it's not four kids, but she's 35. Fuck you mean? Because I, I remember that conversation um, when a four came out with like, um, was a dance for you and shit like that. And people mm-hmm. like, what you talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, like, she can't be a bibbity. She can't be single ladies all the time. Even that's kind of grown for your three-year-old to be listening to. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, so she kind of, that's one of the things I took away from it too. Her just like, you know, I'm doing, I'm going what you said in her 40s. I'm doing what the fuck I want to do. Don't ask me about shit. Black power. <laughs> but um. Yeah. For me too, one of my things that I when I because I read it too, and she just talks about her privacy. I think that's so so important, no matter who that's you are. Right. And I think um, I can relate to her. Obviously, I'm not fucking Beyonce, so whatever. But um, just in general, she said I fought to protect my sanity and my privacy because of the quality of my life yeah. depended on it. A lot of who I am is reserved for people that that I love and trust. Um, and she was just kind of like, you know, you don't need to see certain aspects of my life, like 
you know, you get the performer, you get for what you pay for. And I think she mentioned yeah. she kind of took that from like Prince and certain artists. Because I remember years ago she did, um, she was like working with Prince maybe on one of those shows um, to do a performance. And she's like, can we record it? And he's just like, no, you don't need to do all that shit. <laughs> like, let's go. And she's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> okay. You live in a moment. That's basically what he was telling her. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, straight, straight up, straight up, cool. You know, she's young or whatever. So and I think she probably picked up certain things. So I understand that. Like, you know, certain parts in that, that's just actually how I feel. A lot of that privacy and shit, like, is drawn to your sanity. You give so much of yourself. You, like, you know, you get the... It was, think about when they was talking about her blue hair and all that shit on the internet. Yeah. I'd have yeah. somebody online for that shit. Like, I'm beating your ass through Twitter. Like... All the shit I remember when I bless her heart. I, and I, it was crazy. It's like as much as people, I don't think they did it to her, but as much as people do it so much these days now when Karuchi was on 106 in Park and she read that line about Blue's hair, and you could tell she was so uncomfortable. I remember watching it that day and she was like, the line said something about Blue Ivy's hair and then she read it and you could tell she, before she said it, her face just felt her ass. She's like, I'm, and she kept saying, I'm so sorry, Blue. And I don't think we seen 106 in Park back away after that. Facts. <laughs> Low key though. Damn. Yeah. So she got the power. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I understand that though. Like, you know, and I, I, I think that's a great line or bar, whatever you want to call it. It's reserved for the people I love and trust. And, you know, you get for, you get Sasha Fears, whatever the fuck she put on stage. And just to know that like she was real shy when she was young, that's a good, I think that's a good tidbit to know. I think you can kind of tell. But some of the stuff that I hear people say about her, especially people from Houston or just the South, I'd be like, why would you think that? Like some of the people just say stuff and I'd be like, oh. Maybe and I said that to us. Maybe she was just she just shy and it's like no, nah, I think she's slow. Maybe she. I'm like, why she gotta be slow? Like somebody said that to me. I'm like, mm, I don't know, yeah, girl. She definitely but not I'm like, slow, she, slow. and I told him I said she can't be slow because she's where she is now. I'm like, I don't mean like that. I mean like just book slow, like interview slow. I'm like maybe she nah. just and I said she's shy. So I think that's what it was. But um, yeah, some of the stuff that people say, I I, I totally 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 get it. So um, she, much she respect given that, to Mrs. Um, Nose. Carter. Yeah, Miss knows. Yeah, she definitely got to pull from both her mother and father. One of the things that stood out to me too, as well as was one of the reasons why she started Parkwood Entertainment, was because uh, they did a survey and the uh, company did a survey, and they said her fans said that they don't like her when she does black when she does black and white photos or when she do black and white videos, and, and she was like that pissed her off, and she said my whole next project is going to be black and white and uh, single ladies if I were a boy. Uh, and then, you know, uh, all the artwork in uh, Sasha, I am Sasha Fierce, she, she did it all in black and white. And today is one of her biggest commercial successes to date. So, um, yeah, Beyonce don't play, you know, don't tell Beyonce what to do. And, uh, she's going to do her thing. And she talked about, you know, setting up Be Good, um, her, uh, organization that, you know, we've heard, especially during, uh, Houston when the floods and, and things of that nature, they were down there giving food away and stuff like that too. So, uh, I didn't know it was a global, um, uh, mm-hmm. pro- a project too. So that's interesting. But yeah, read this article. Very short, short, sweet. Um, pull for what you want to pull from it. Um, very <laughs> subtle. Uh, pull what you want to pull from it. Like I said, we don't hear Beyonce talk too much. Um, so she, once again, she just gave us a little peek into our life. Uh, and, uh, for me, it just showed the maturity of, of, uh, Beyonce. And, uh, I just thought that was dope. Um, and I, I even think as a man, you you would think that, you know, oh, this is a woman, how, what you can pull from her. There's so many things in this that you can just pull from um, if you're mature enough to pull from it. Just because, you know, you are um, a man doesn't mean that you can't listen to a woman. Uh, and, and I just wanted to say that because I think a lot of times when when people look at Beyonce, 
a lot of men think that Beyonce is for the women, but there's so many things that Beyonce has done that as a man you can pull from and be like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, even though she gotta work twice as hard because she is a black black woman. That's that's probably yeah, three times as hard. Um, but there's so many different things that you can pull from this article and um I love the maturity aspect of it. So uh yeah, Beyonce uh Harper's Bazaar article, you just type it in, go online and just read it real fast. So Dope. Anything, Lassie? Are you just too just listening in? Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't um, get a chance to, but um, I saw some stuff that I was um, interested in. So I'm gonna go back and take a read. Little read, little read. Yeah, well, listeners, um, let us know what you guys think about any malice in the YBO <laughs> that we talked about today. Malice in the YBO. <laughs> uh, malice in the note, talking ass. But um. That's a good point, Lassie. I don't think we ever got into an argument that early. That's hilarious. When you said it, I was like, hmm, but I kept arguing. Um, <laughs> let's move on to random shit of the week slash weekly revelations. Anybody got any flowers for this week? Okay, if I can go really quickly. No, ladies first. Again. You went first last week. Oh, my bad. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. My no, bad. you go first. I was just messing with you. Um, Just maturity. That's all I was going to say. Just maturity. Coming off this Beyonce article, reading this Beyonce article, maturity is is. is Scotty, <laughs> I, I met up with my fellas um, on um, on yesterday. It was a fellas' day yesterday, and uh, like I did, I ate at. Uh, I'm ignoring you. I, I ate okay. at. Uh, that's what Beyonce said. Ignore the haters. Um, How about a hater? Because so, I'm laughing at your head. <laughs> you hating on my head. So it we we started. Uh, brunch and we just had to just sat down to have a conversation Shit. we ate it we ate at brunch and we had a conversation that. and we just talked about it's a new joint oh it's a new restaurant that doesn't feel like it should be in milwaukee when i was in the restaurant i was like this belongs in either houston or uh atlanta like it didn't feel you like it was supposed terrible. to be there that's terrible it, I, and, and i, we I deserve am good I am. things gonna, here too i'm, I'm gonna agree with takes, you bro I'm, i am gonna agree with you but it's called like telepo telepo and I, I had told my guy i was like bro i want to try this new restaurant he was like yeah uh I, it's a restaurant i had just went to uh, you should try it. And then I pulled up. I'm like, fam, this is the exact restaurant that I'm talking about. I wanted to try this restaurant, but I ended up going to Elsa's uh, another night. And um, we just had a conversation about our life. You know, I'm talking about my new job and all this Ooh. stuff like that. And he was like, fam, you know, we now we all getting to that point where we are kind of making damn near the same amount of money. And um, it was just interesting. And then after that, later on that day, I had a, uh, we pulled up to a, a cigar lounge um was mother some of my other guys and we we're just sitting there talking about sports and life and what we what we plan on doing for this next decade and it was just great man it was just really dope to to have a mature conversation man and, and um and realize that you know niggas is 30 <laughs> so it was great some maturity that's funny and cute okay um because <laughs> was like let me go real quick and then <laughs> Talk a mile a minute. Go ahead, Lassie. I didn't talk a mile a minute. It was Bro, it's a joke. Jesus it Christ. Like I, I don't care. I, I, felt offended. I, felt offended. I felt offended. Because you said last, cause, cause last week. Because last week the nigga said, uh, real quick, uh, whatever the fuck you gave to one of them people. This week. I felt offended. You talked about my hand, and then you talked about my shoulders. Dog, the hand is fucking Phil Jackson giving Scotty Pippen a play, bro. Jesus no, Christ. It I, is. I, I, do, I do it like this. I just did like Same this. difference. I did that. That's what I was saying. You over here got your shoulders high. Scotty. <laughs> anyway, Lassie. I'm so done. Um, I am giving my flowers to Black Love. Relaxed. Even though I was watching, I mean, I, I put that in there because I was watching Put a Ring on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's kind of ass backwards. Mm, 
it's kind of ass backwards, but I was like, I would, I mean, I would want to see all of those people in the relationship they're meant to be in, whether it's the person that they're on the show with or someone else. Um, so black love as a whole and self love, um, as we saw Alexia go through, well, I'm not, I'm not quite sure it's looking <laughs> rocky, but, <laughs> but for the, but for the most part though, but just self love, I've been feeling my own self love as of late. Um, so just, yeah, self love and black love. That's what's up. Self love is important. Uh, for sure. I got this shirt um, that I just bought from ASOS. I'm going to send you a picture because I don't feel like getting up to go get it. Um, yeah, Dogecoin is going crazy. For real, for real. I thought it was a joke at first, but now we clowning. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I got this shirt that says wellness. Um, then it says invest in your happiness. And it says it right on the, the corner right here. So it was really dope. So I bought it. So when I went to the mall, you said, it's on a skew shirt. I'm like, yeah, it's just one of my little models. So that's what's up. Um, my flowers this week are going to go to, um, number one, life. Same shit from last week. I always say my weeks are just so interesting. And it's just crazy just to see kind of like where you are in life at this point And just, I don't know, growing. And sometimes when I'm just sitting here, I'm just like, man, like I just be at peace some days to the point where you'd be like, it'd be too peaceful sometimes. So um and just everything that you just got planned and where you come from and where you're going and just it's so dope and just to be 29 and knowing like looking back on your past decade like Ooh, that's yo, crazy damn um can I say damn uh my next flower is gonna go to the respect movie um i went to see it this morning um my first time in the theater since seeing um what did i see bad boys three i think wow yeah that was the last really? movie i seen in the theaters wow. um wow. Yeah, and it uh, it was dope. It, usually, um, I like to go to the movies early in the morning anyway, or earlier during the, in, the, in the day, I should say. Um, especially like on a Sunday, and then with the COVID shit, it was probably like twelve people in there, and I wasn't nobody by me, oh, so it was good. it was cool. Um, it was a, it was about two and a half hours long. Um, but it was a good yeah. movie. Um, I think. Um, first of all, let me just start with this. Jennifer Hudson did a good job as Aretha. It was funny because I was like, she do that tongue thing that Aretha do, like. If you notice when she talked, like she kind of always in. I don't know how to describe, it, but she like, yes. Like I don't. It's, it's not a lisp, but it's like she does. Like when you see it, you can tell. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can tell she practiced that. Um, Marlon Wayans played her first husband, Ted White, and he threw me the fuck off at first. I was like, ah, uh ah, -uh, uh -uh, because I'm used to him being so goofy. But I'm gonna give mm -hmm. Marlon some flowers because. He played that goddamn role. But at first, it reminded me of like when he dressed up in the movies. It reminded me of um, White Chicks at the very beginning. Remember he dressed up, was he like the store owner or some shit? Yeah, he was mm. like, hey, it yeah. reminded me of that because he had the mustache and the, the pork chops and shit. I'm not, and I'm sitting there, ah, 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 ah. But like when the movie go on, I'm like, and then the way he talked, that's what it was. Cause he goes, yeah, you know, I'm like, mm -mm, mm -mm. but I'm like, okay, he, he played the shit out of that role. So I'm like, I'm gonna give my flowers to um okay, to um, Marlon Wayne. So yeah, he he trying, and I think I did see some years ago his um, and it's it's going around on the internet again, but his tape to audition to, to do Richard Pryor too, and that was pretty good. Um, see, so, uh, Marlon Marlon out here trying to um expand his wings. Um, mm -hmm. it was a good movie though. Uh, I guess for me, my takeaway was just to know like as many problems she went through. I think we knew about certain things, but to know like. She kind of dealt with alcohol a little bit more more than I thought she did, and it was one point she fell off the stage, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is cute. Oh, um, and just to see like you know her her different relationships and 
even though like stuff that we know, but just to see it in, I guess on screen, just her issues with her, her dad and just kind of like going through life just to, to get, a, you know, a hit. Um, but yeah, this one kind of more so, dad, right? huh? Forrest Whitaker played her dad. Right. Yeah. And I just mean, to, see, um, CEO Franklin. Franklin and, um, Franklin. just to guy. see, um, I don't know, just to see, um, this one, I guess tackle more. So I was gonna say her, I guess her earlier life, um, it didn't really get into like her wearing the fat suit and shit like that in the other one, which I didn't watch, but I saw a clip on, no, not a clip, a picture on Twitter and someone said, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it it was, uh, it was good to see. So, um, man, that's crazy. Just, and Mary J. Plot, but let me, uh, let me give a shout out to Mary J. Blige. It wasn't, um. Because I was laughing, Mary J. Blige. She played a um she played Donna Washington. Um Chadden, baby. Which was dope. And um I don't know. <laughs> she I went to the movie, but she slapped the shit out of her. Um <laughs> wait, no, she didn't. No, she she knocked over the table and then <laughs> I don't know, just see her in that role. Cause I see uh, her in power, but just to see that it was just kind of uh, weird. Huh? Yes, she. I, I'm, no, I'm just laughing because of Mary J. Plies, but at the same time, too, I'm just thinking, like, does she think that it, this is terrible? This is a bad take. I'm not going to say it. I, I, no, I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. But yeah, just to see her play Dinah Washington and then, um, mm. I don't know, it, she gave her a, you know, outlook on, which is something we talk about a lot. Like, she didn't know who she was and she didn't have no hit songs. So she was just out there like singing other people's shit. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to sing a song for Dinah. And then I'm gonna, and then she sang her shit. So that's when Mary J. But it was kind of awkward at first. She knocked on the table. Well, bitch, why are you singing my shit? And I really got up and started running. And, it was like, ah. and then she went to the room and was crying like, you church people, you and your daddy, y'all be thinking y'all this and y'all ain't that. And say what you, you want to sing. Y'all ain't no better than, you know, like you ain't got to be all proper and shit. So I don't know. I guess for me, I don't really see too much about Aretha going through like, the extraness, like you hear about it, but it's very, very on the low. Um, especially they, I know somebody in the movie asked, like, who, who, who the follower of your first two kids? Shit. And she never really said it. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah she got pregnant at 12. So, yeah. or her first, I think her first son is like 66 now, which is crazy. So, wow. Yeah. I think I read an article saying something like he may have some type of like mental issue or something. So, he's like mm. in a group home or something. So, mm. they were talking about the will issue and just how like they found like multiple notes in her home and just like her. Saying that, um, obviously she want to make sure he's good, and I'm assuming he must still be living. Whoever, because I think I think he's supposed to be the daddy to both of them, Edward, whoever, Edward Smith or something. And she basically like don't give his ass nothing, and he never mm. provided for him. So that was it. And then she had the one song with Ted White, which Marlon son Marlon played, and then um, uh, her um, they didn't get married, but her he was her ended up being a road manager, um, Ted Cunningham, which is her last her last it's son. Calf or something. Yeah, he's 90, which is crazy. But um Calf, I think that's his name. I didn't know where the fuck they got the name from. It sounds like some shit people do today, but they uh <laughs> they named them after like the letters of their name, which is so interesting. So like <sighs> what's his name? Something E Cunningham, but then the rest of his name is A Aretha Louise Franklin. So it it's I was strange how they put that together. I don't know. But um I remember it was a, uh, I don't know why it was, it was when she died. Probably I was watching a whole bunch of interviews and it was her son was like a rapper in this group. 
<laughs> you could tell she was that mama. So her son was just kind of cool. And then all the niggas, you know, in the group was trying to talk. Uh-uh, Cav, you talk. <laughs> like, y'all ain't going to get famous off of me and shit. Like, my son was going to be the number one. You could tell she was that mama. I'm like, because he was born in like 1970. So he's probably like 25 in like the mid-90s or something. So I don't know. Uh, I think she had an interesting journey. And just to know she had like a good life and a home and she didn't come because her dad was arguing with the dude or arguing with her because she was like showing up late and then a <clears throat> dude from Columbia like called him like yeah she ain't she'd be like an hour late and shit and he was like arguing was like you acting like a negro and like you she uh he was like yeah she reminds me of like you know Ella Fitzgerald and like some of them other people uh Dorothy Dandridge he's like yeah but she didn't come from a whorehouse I'm like god damn like mm-hmm. her daddy was harsh but um why does it tell me about you so because they're wrong but she um yeah it was i think it was a good movie like i said it it didn't really i don't really think it had to it didn't really go into her like older life it just kind of ended with her sometimes how it ended i just didn't go into her older (laughs) life so that's all i'm saying it just kind of went into the the end of her um uh like i ain't gonna say i I don't want to tell you why i don't think it went into that but (laughs) Cause I'm not gonna tell you the end, but I don't want to say it because it's gonna you gonna know. It just seemed like they didn't want to go until when she got bigger, so I don't know. Mm. Um, baby girl, you're still a flower. I mean, y'all remember that? That song was cold. That, that was the nineties. Cause yeah. a rose. Yeah, she had all them people in the video too. Mm-hmm. She was killing that. That was a hit too. That was a hit hit. And that man, she killed that. What the hell is this? Cause she baby that, girl. Oh, that's so fucking sad, Oh, I didn't know that. God damn. Wow. Yeah, it's too much shit going on. It's crazy. Um, But yeah, shout out to Aretha Franklin and uh, the movie and her family and Woody Woody Woo. Last one is going to go to Kings of Comedy. Um, I was sitting here working and and, um, I was watching something on Netflix and you know how like when something go off and I was busy, so I just like clicked on it like here, press play and I was rolling. This shit's still funny to me. Um, Obviously, Bernie Mac just be he. I, I don't know. I don't know if his comedy can live today. <laughs> no, no, I be saying that shit, bro. Can't make it today. I be. I don't cool. know. I was watching that shit. And I'm like, bruh. But for me, I feel like it can because he does a, such a great job of making it so relatable. Like when he talked oh, about no, the little man. boy with the problem, and he was just like, and then to me, it's like whenever he presents something, he makes it so like when he talk about um the his sister kids, he was like, you know, you know. It, Everybody got somebody fucked up in their family. He kind of led with that. Like, you got somebody fucked up in your family, too. So I'm like, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, so be like, proceed. So, huh? I understand. I was just thinking, like, today, I don't, I don't know. I think social media set up. I don't know. I think the way he. It's too many people that can, it's too many people that can weigh in on the joke. Like, I'm like I'm, 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 the joke is funny. I already know because Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is a legend. It's funny. But people will take away from the joke because they're like, well, you can't say that. You can't do that. I don't that. know, and fam. People, I just think he a little people bit with the different. People kids and they family. The way it was just presented, bro, sure I don't. Because that joke, he said that. But then he ended it by saying the bus driver was slow, too. So he teased me. And that's the thing. Like, comedy is meant to look at dark stuff and make it funny. That's he what it's says, supposed to do. But these people, not, people can't yeah, handle being Bernie talked just, about, fam. They can't, so people, stupid, people can't handle dude. being ribbed nowadays. People cannot handle being ribbed. It and, about and, being, and it's just it, so stupid. It, he said the thing. I'm going to tell me. <laughs> 
said him down set. <laughs> him down. Come fam. He said, who the I'm fuck is him? Like, I ain't got no name and right. shit. That shit's so stupid. No, it was funny when he was at, they was at the Milking end. Cookies. Especially too when you watch it as an adult. Like I didn't realize at the end they were like basically saying what NBA player they would be. And I realized it, but I never like paid attention. But that's why I was thinking about when you kept doing that. Cause he kept doing that with Phil Jackson. He's like, Scotty. Mm. Cause Kobe be doing that too. And I was saying LeBron say that. Like, I know we'll play you for the run. But, um, yeah. And he was just saying like, he was bad. Like white folks, please put me on TV. Like, put me something. Like, <laughs> cause he was making jokes. Like, you know, OC shit. He's like, come on, please. CBS, I take WB. <laughs> I was like, cause everybody, and I was, everybody had a show. Steve Harvey and said right. had his show. Dio had his show. He had shit yet. So I feel like he would have his talk show. He would have been Steve Harvey to me. Like, but just more, I guess. Oh, like, yeah. Bernie Mac would have definitely uh, had. Because I still been love able to make some great content. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. He would have made some great content. Matt, he probably he would have definitely had another show. He definitely would have had a talk show. He, they said he wanted to do I, one I more stand up, too. Well, by himself. I could see him doing animation. No I could see him in other Damn. movies. Yeah, he had no specials. I could see him in movies. He, Bernie Mac would definitely kill the content game right now. It's just that I don't. He and he would definitely be himself. It's just that people try. He would get canceled every day. Let's put it like that. I don't think so because th- if you think about Boosie, he gets canceled, but he don't really get canceled because he he stands yeah, on what he says. They, they they will. They, that's what I'm saying. Bernie Mac will always but be I think himself, but he will get Boosie's canceled diff- every day. I don't think that bad because I think. Boosie really don't be canceled. He may say some shit and people be pissed off, but people be but still on his saying, Instagram like, laughing people, and shit. Some motherfuckers really get canceled and be having to like crawl yeah, themselves no, that's back what up. I'm saying. They, they don't really they, do they that, but I think really if you can- authentically sit yeah, on it. he wouldn't get real canceled. He wouldn't get real canceled. But people be like, man, Bernie Mac canceled. But Bernie Mac ain't going to be canceled. What's he, uh, oh, I was I listening to, uh, really what's the name? That, well, he's so well respected too. And I think people will, Black Twitter will galvanize around I feel like uh, the way he presents But I don't even then though too. Like it's so woke fam. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't just I don't think know. the way Sometimes he presents like, jokes are different. Like I feel like when to me is, as somebody that watches comedy, when though. you lay it not even that, just when you lay it out, like you know, everybody got some fucked up people in their family. Like my sister kids, you know, like when you do that, and then he said the bus driver was slow too. Like it was just like, okay, everybody's slow. Mm-hmm. So just like I don't know. You and then my like I still watch Guess Who. I'm so glad they still got it on Hulu. That's like one of my favorite movies. It was just it was just, he was just good, man. Rest in peace. His daughter was, was just good. on something saying how um. He was a disciplinarian in a sense that would not be okay today as well. And she was saying like, um, I guess she like was getting bullied at school by some dudes or something. And like, you know, she came home like, eh, you know, expecting her dad to be her savior. He like, no, you know, you know, that talk, put that ass, punk ass, don't be coming up the next time you come here, you knock his head open. But, you know, it wasn't like acceptable. But to me, I'm like, mm. f- for me, if that was somebody else, people are like, oh, he's a terrible person, which people may have said, but people that. I heard him talk about it or read online. It's like, oh, Bernie Mac, he came from there. You, because you understand, you know what his jokes were like. You know where he came from. Yeah. So I, that's why I think it'll be more acceptable. So shout out to uh, Kings of Comedy, Bernie Mac, and um, I think that's still like the highest grossing. No, I think Kevin Hart is the only one that passed him up, uh, like stand up special or something, um, ever or something like that. So yeah, shout out to them, uh, listeners. Um, you guys haven't been doing your job. Uh, let us know um, what you guys think or if you guys have any flowers. A rose. Oh, God. It's still a rose. Scotty. <laughs>